Leaders of Relevant magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, August 14th, 2015, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, the uh, best way you could possibly build a website portfolio or online store. That's my personal opinion. I, I would say a lot of people share that opinion. It's awesome. I, I uh, We have a live show happening next week, oh. a live event. You might have heard of it on August 20th. Can't make it. It's happening here in Orlando. <laughs> and uh, to get word out, I thought, you know, the, inter- the internet's probably the best way. <laughs> And so I thought, well, how would I convey messages on the internet in a way that people could come and see those messages whenever they wanted? I should build a website. I went to squarespace.com and yeah, built Our one. MySpace had gotten zero hits for a month, <laughs> and we decided we got to do something else. Look at this. I built a Squarespace site. Sells out yeah. within two days. Two days. Look at that. Done. Thank you, Squarespace. Uh, <laughs> uh, with Squarespace, your sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. Even Eddie can make a good-looking I, site. I th- I think that's... Is that, in the, is that in their copy? No, no coding is required. <laughs> it's intuitive. They have easy-to-use tools, and they have state-of-the-art technology that powers your site, ensuring security and stability. Squarespace is trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, like the Relevant Podcast. Uh, plans start at just 8 bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. You can start your free trial today uh, with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Here with me in our Orlando studios, edgy Eddie Koffeltz. (laughs) Nice to see you, (laughs) Cameron. Or is it Big Cat? Which Eddie are we getting this week? Who knows? I don't even know. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Please tell me it's edgy this week. <laughs> <laughs> On the ones and twos over there, our illustrious producer. Hello, everyone. Jeremiah Dunlap. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, good good save. Yeah. <laughs> Just jump in the gun. Yeah. And back. Thank goodness. From Chicago, Illinois. Just savor this. Back from summer vacation, Shauna Nequist. Woo! Good morning! Yes! Yay! Doesn't this feel good to have Shauna back? We uh, love her. Just, I missed you guys. This is so fun. It Shauna, is, we missed you. It is Did you cr- cut your vacation short just to talk to us, Shauna? I'm actually swimming in Lake Michigan right now. <laughs> it's amazing. What technology. You're so yeah. tan. You're very tan. How are you so tan? It's Michigan. It's summertime. The sun shines, even in Michigan. Wow. <laughs> this is your month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> totally. These, these are the most beautiful six weeks of the Midwest. This <laughs> yeah. is so beautiful. We, uh, Jesse and I were up there a couple weeks ago and yeah. uh, there were like crazy storm threats and like yeah. evacuations and apocalypse and stuff. That's, <laughs> so that's your summer. It has been the stormiest summer ever. There have been more lightning storms and full on thunderstorms than I can remember. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy summer. We're used to lightning down here. We don't evacuate hundreds of thousands of people. No, we keep um, the festival going, and we just yeah. lose a few. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, you're just playing the odds. Yeah, natural You're selection. inconveniencing 100,000 for the life of one or two? Come on. 
But I mean, that's that's easy numbers. Easy numbers. You, you keep just, the festival going. Yeah, uh, no question. You don't want to miss a second of you know rap. Man. They also allow like boating in gator infested lakes there. Well, so. uh, speaking of of which. Yeah, there's news on that front that happened locally this week. Oh yeah. So not God. only is Central Florida you, the you're lightning saying this with kind of a sm- li- lightning yeah. capital of the world. Yeah. <laughs> our local, our closest beach is the shark bite capital of the world. Bingo. Uh, New Smyrna Beach. Yeah. This week, uh, there were some people swimming in the Wakiva Springs, which is the the river that I grew up next to. I've spent many, and, many, and many. And an summers. alligator bit a woman's arm off. Did it? Did it? Do literally? <laughs> she was swimming in there. <laughs> I would say this this funny anecdote took a dark. Yeah, turn. I know. That's why Cameron. <laughs> Was like smirking in the intro. I'm yeah, like, hey, it was crazy. He mentions alligators. I was like, hey, we have alligator news. Yeah, she was swimming, and somebody told her like, hey, you should back away. There's a big alligator coming, and she didn't, and she went right into like its nesting area. And the next thing you know, an army, no arm. army of one. <laughs> oh, good pun. Yeah, I, I, I just want to remind you and listeners, this is a real human being we're talking about that likely has a concerned family. When, when Jesse is like the sensitive voice of reason, things have gone awry. You haven't listened to the last two week, couple weeks of no, shows, I have haven't. you? Oh, things no. went. Shauna, l- let me ask you this. Okay, um, just let's be non-biased. Let's just. How many disparaging thoughts have you had about the uh, survivors of the Chilean mining accident <laughs> of 2000? So we got into that because Eddie's had numerous. <laughs> he finally was able to get off his chest in air public. Shauna, something happened in the last couple of weeks, and I just had some real honest opinions that were not shared by, I would say, anyone. anyone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> anyone. Okay, kind of dark. The role was introduced dark. to Edgy Eddie Koffeltz. Yeah, Edgy Koffeltz made an appearance, and um, some pretty hot takes, Shauna, that I think. Does uh, <laughs> happen or th- th- to make, to bring out this new edgy I Eddie? mean, I had a lovely, relaxing vacation in Italy with Brienne for almost two weeks. Oh, uh, I can see why that would make you... <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can see that why that would make you hostile to elderly veterans. <laughs> it started before your vacation, though. Right, Eddie. right before the vacation, I brought a slight... And we won't have to... You can listen to the old show. No, 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 let's just say this. Let's just say this, okay. Shauna. He, he took a, a, a an unpopular but bold uh, <laughs> uh, uh, position against elderly veterans expressing generosity. <laughs> Which, it was about time for someone to speak up. I think it was time. Yeah, fi- finally, finally, someone on the contrarian Sh- side. Shauna, yeah. you know how sensitive I am on especially social media and I, I it was it was it, the backlash was unprecedented. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw Eddie I saw a picture of Eddie taken this weekend, and he was wearing a gigantic white boating baseball cap that said, make the relevant podcast great again. <laughs> um, so, uh, Shauna, you were gone for quite a while, summer vacation. Uh, any Anything crazy happen? Any, anything you can share? Hang out with any rappers? Oh, yeah. Any, of the, any famous rappers? <laughs> so, last... Was a Friday? Friday was a leadership summit at our church, which is so fun. Um, and we had a super secret guest that you know, like only you know, we were supposed to know about, and it was Common coming to do Glory. Oh, with this amazing um, choir from a big South Side church, and then with a girl from our church who's from the South Side. I mean, it was like this cool. You know, he's from Chicago, so uh, but it was like this big surprise, and. Um, I'm like not involved in anything like that. So I just happen to be sitting in an office and uh, he walks in and I'm totally like, like, I'm not, I don't know like every song of his. I'm not like a crazy fan. I even had that thought of like, I mean, like if I, when I see him, well, I know it's him, I, you know, maybe. Yeah. And then right. he walks into the office and I turned into a crazy eight year old girl. Like, Hi, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> can I get you things? Anything? I mean, I like, 
completely <laughs> lost it. Yeah. And he did like really, really good sustained eye contact, nice firm sh- handshake. And I just turned into like... I thought you were going to say nice firm bicep. Yeah. No. <laughs> just beautifully nice, toned bodice. <laughs> nice. I lost it. Like he walked away and I was like... What have I done? That went well. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like that. So calling security right you now. You were like that when you met the Lone Bellow, weren't you? Maybe you're just like that when you oh, meet bands. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you around. How, how muscular was the Lone Bellow? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, let me, let me ask in, in, in terms of abs. Yeah. Common to Lone Bellow. Common to Lone Bellow. Yeah. What's the, collectively the Lone Bellow? No, I would say that's the spectrum. Shauna, you're, you're usually pretty, uh, as you would call them, you're pretty cool around fancy people. Like, I've seen you around some fancy folks, like people that are like, and you, you're, you hold it together. <laughs> I feel like, and maybe it's just me, there's a difference between fancy Christian and regular fancy. Oh, yes. Uh, Give it to it. Define this. This is good to know. You kind of have to play, like, regular, you're supposed to be, like, respectful. Right. You know, you're you're not supposed to treat them like celebrities because it's gross that they're celebrities. So Christians, like, Christian celebrities is not a thing. Right. You have to be, like, respectful. Like, I get that you've done amazing things in this world, but I'm not going to, like, fan out, you know? Right. But then a regular celebrity, all of a sudden, I get, like little girl who won like a radio thing to to stand in line to meet common and i just lost yeah. it yeah that totally that totally makes sense that would be um i, I think i would freak out meeting common too I, most musicians i think would totally freak me out did you ever you, play, but 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 eddie yours includes like the the christian like spe, like yours is like mac powell yeah like you <laughs> could you couldn't handle that mac powell was in the same yeah city it's like i don't think they're it's like you know people say like they put on their still put on their pants one leg at a time Except that, like, when they have their pants on, they then write Jesus Freak. You know what I mean? Like, they're just cool. they're just better than me. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth, Jesse. Well, speaking of famous Christians, coming up later, we have a great show in store today. Uh, speaking of famous Christians, uh, coming up later, oh, well, Christine DeMarco yeah. uh, from Jesus Culture oh, uh, yes. joins us. She's going to talk us through some of uh, her favorite tracks in her new album. So we get to experience a new album with her. It's kind of cool. That front, is front neat. row seat. Front row seat. And also, uh, Russell Moore, Dr. Russell Moore joins mm-hmm. us. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the recent Planned Parenthood uh, videos and uh, what he thinks Christians should do about all of this. That is quite a conversation. Quite I look forward conversation. to hearing that. Yeah. So, so big, big, big plans for next week's show. Yes. I mean, we're so, I mean, it's happening. I mean, we. I mean, this. This is a weekish, a week away. I know. I know. Who has? I know yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, you and I. You, you and I will talk after. After the, we record. Can I say something though? I. I think that for some of it, it is helpful for us to not know everything. No. No. Absolutely. We're gonna. We're trying. You. You are so in the dark. You don't even know how in the dark you are. You think you're. Oh, in the Oh, you think maybe I'll be in the light. They've been ding, feeding ding, you ding, lies, ding, Eddie. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, everyone has been feeding you lies about this whole show. Yeah. Just my, to keep my you fear, I mean, we've been mapping this thing out. I mean, we have a very good idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my fear is one of two things is going to happen. It's one. either going to be 26 minutes long or it's going to be six hours long. <laughs> like, I can't tell. Like, we think it's going to be an hour and a half. And it's either going to be... I think if we walk out of that show in under two and a half hours, <laughs> it would be a miracle. <laughs> really? Like we never have a problem with brevity, right? We like, but, but, oh, but because, because we don't plan as much as we're planning. We're planning like, bop, 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 bop. Like, this is moving. And I'm saying, like, yeah. we're either going to fly through this thing... But here's the thing. Or you're going to derail the whole night. Let's step out of it for a second. Okay. Right? Like, you know that 
like all of our like like you have to work pretty hard to like kind of rein us in a right. little bit. And you can give us some notes afterwards, but you know that when we're like. And by saying we, I may be talking about me because they're <laughs> professionals. Like when I'm really excited and there's a lot of people there and I hear people laughing back, like I think it's going to be, I, I, I think it's, we're going to be untamable. You know, I've, nev- I've never, <laughs> I've never spoken in front of a crowd. You haven't? I've never done a what? speaking gig. And so wow. I, go the, idea, go home, the idea of hearing people laugh back at something, I've never experienced that. I've ta- I, I've tripped and fallen in front of several large crowds and <laughs> the uproar. <laughs> now, to, to have them laughing with me, not at me, I can't even imagine how electrifying that was. <laughs> I can't, you know. Because I know the adrenaline rush I got from breaking my arm in front of them. Doesn't this just fit into the Cameron Strang thing? I've never spoken in front of people. I will host an event with a completely packed out room with however many people listening oh. online. Yeah, just I'm dive gonna, in. I'm not going to go and do just a quick adjunct one no off at a leagues. junior college. No. Yeah. I am going to. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, Cameron. Yeah, I'm going to go take the buzzer beater in the NBA finals. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and Eddie, he's still turning down all those junior college invitations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, I don't, I don't speak because I just don't have time to prepare anything, honestly. Like, I, I don't prepare well. I can't, like, turn off all the other things in my life to have the mental space to come up with something that I feel would be worth you know, going and... Well, I think you sell yourself short. I think you do a very good job speaking. Well, you're kind, but I'm just saying, like, that's why I don't accept speaking gigs. This, right. I, it's not, the pressure's not on me at all. This is a ensemble thing. This is, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm, the pressure's on Jesse. Or Shauna. Yeah, uh, Shauna. Everyone's definitely. there for Shauna anyway. Oh, yes. yeah. That, that's where the pressure you really is. You better shine, Shauna. <laughs> we I, have, I really, like, I have a flight to Orlando, and that's where my knowledge ends. I think it's helpful, though. Uh, here we go. We will pick you up. Okay. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> You do have a hotel room that night. Okay, okay. And we will make sure that you have good food and drink. And 780 of the 830 people that will be there are there specifically for you, so don't disappoint them. I literally, we've talked about this a little bit before, but all of my friends locally who are really supportive of me, when they have heard about this show, they have asked over and over again, uh, can you introduce us to Shauna? Oh, that's um, just because I live out of town. Shauna, like, Shauna, Shauna. Yes. No, no, it is because you are a significant voice in our life. Yeah. So own it. <laughs> Shauna, the expectations are borderline unrealistically high for you at the moment. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about that are going to be there. They're like, they're coordinating amongst themselves, like periscoping the event live. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's that's odd to me. I haven't figured out Periscope. I haven't yet either, but my brother-in-law is super into it, and I keep accidentally being on his Periscopes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I walk in the room, I'm like, oh, who's ready for breakfast? Oh, oh I we're see. live on the internet, aren't we? <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. cool. Put on pants. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are, are trying to ask those who will be in attendance to Periscope, we will be filming this. Yeah. And it will be available for viewing, just not as it's happening. It'll be the following week we'll have it up, because the the August 28th podcast will be that show yeah. and the videos will go up that day as and well. And I want people who are there to really feel like, I mean, take pictures and do whatever you want, but that they don't have a like a responsibility to get it out. Like yeah, we no. will we yeah. will fully capture this we'll whole thing. We'll have photographers there and video there and the whole thing will be captured. There are definitely moments that are in that are in the works right now that we will want to capture forever and ever. Trust I was going to say there are definitely moments that I know of that yeah. I do not want on the internet forever. But it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it's too late to talk anyone out of it. Oh, I have a question: How fancy is it? 
Uh, My mom asked me that yesterday. Somebody tweeted me directly and said, is this dress up? No. Okay. Uh, I'd say for the people attending, whatever you, you would normally wear to going Shut out up. on a Friday. I'm going to be wearing these shoes. We've got a pair of nice New Balance that are colorful. I'm going to okay. be wearing- I guarantee you I'll be wearing Nikes, jeans, and some sort of dark yeah. colored button down shirt. That's I, I have, all I, I, I Yeah, I, I got my white tracksuit. It's all ready to go. All white tracksuit. So people attending, it'll just be like if you're going yeah. to a concert or something. Just Yeah, it's what just, you'd normally wear yeah. on the show. Yeah. This is the problem with working with all dudes though like you guys could all, like given that i could wear jeans or a floor length dress that's true right. i have no idea i think floor length dress probably yeah but with something with beautiful like very beautiful and elegant because joy okay. will be in mumu full Un- mumu. undoubtedly okay. yeah i'll coordinate with joy and okay. uh yeah, tiffany brunson who helped fill in the gap for sauna while shauna was vacationing yeah tiffany will probably be what, what do you I, think? Uh, ironic sweater. Uh, like, I was thinking a full mascot outfit, probably. Oh, uh, yeah, a mascot yeah, outfit. That would be cool. Yeah, so she'll yeah. be in a mascot outfit if that helps dial you in. Yeah, Shana. so the three females. Okay, so <laughs> mascot, still not helping me so, at all. Just so what, once again, once again, Shauna, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. You just have to fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you're not right. Lone Bellow, you're not Common. You're just a nice, normal dad bod <laughs> in the middle. Medium <laughs> and contributing. <laughs> Medium all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still my favorite, least favorite joke. <laughs> and by the way, I should say this. I have no idea about the physiques of the lone bellow under their old timey dress shirts and trousers. <laughs> they could be in phenomenal shape. Yeah. But the thing is, we just don't know. We don't Common, know. I think we've all seen shirtless. We know. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you have? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like in a basketball movie where he I've seen him in a locker room or something. He uh, he he actually performed uh, Glory at Leadership Summit shirtless. Shirtless. Yeah. It, was it, was, uh, it was glorious. It was, <laughs> it was the spectacle. The, the, the dude the dude's portrayed athletes on screen. He's in phenomenal shape. The Lone Bellow, like I said, <laughs> they're where they're behind kick drums and violins and stuff. We don't know. In a thousand they years, could be, they could be they could be P90X in every night. I I don't know. That's the thing. I think... So... Not to get too meta, but I think we've hit my favorite part of the show again, which is if I could put down a hundred guesses of what we'd talk about, the physique of the lone bellow would have never made it. I'm not just talking about physique. I'm talking specifically about the ass. (laughs) Under those suspenders and old-timey. My favorite part. And I still remind you that I did not... I was not weird with them... I was weird with one of their wives, which is worse. Oh, yeah, that, oh, is, that is worse. I don't know, I don't, but we don't know what kind of shape she's in either. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. So, All I said was after I said what I said to her, I immediately like gave myself a timeout. Like I left, I was like, and you need to leave a party right now. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I don't want people to think I have a reason to believe that they're out of shape. I do not. Hot take. So <laughs> who's the most famous person you've met, Shauna? A president, probably? Not non, non yeah. yeah, not uh, yeah. non-Christian. Um, Bono? Yeah. Gosh. Were you, were you uh, weird with all of them or just kind of mid-level artists? <laughs> no, I, okay, so I think with the president, I was like, you know, you don't like get like weird with the president. You have to be like respectful. Yeah, of course. And with Bono, I think I held it together because Aaron was there, you know? Oh, and yeah. So we, you know, I really, the common thing caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does, it, like, he is pretty cool and tall and handsome and awesome. You know yeah, what I mean? It was the eye contact. <laughs> right. Looking in 
into my soul. The intentionality. <laughs> like, are you rap? Are you rapping about me in your head right now? Like, what do yes, you know? Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't get. I get rattled around athletes, not uh, yeah. not musicians and other people. Yeah, I get rattled around. Uh, we've this is long documented. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mine's parishioners, uh, practitioners of the dark arts. <laughs> oh yeah, like Chris Angel. <laughs> Famous because magicians. We don't, we don't know where the illusion end and the supernatural. <laughs> yeah, when back. they look you in the eye, you feel a you, cold chill. They really chill. might be doing something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. That's the thing. That's the thing about illusions. You don't know. Gosh, that was what it was like uh, at the at the conference when I interviewed um, Louis Giglio because mm-hmm. I was like, I was just excited to talk to him. But he will get seven inches from your face and stare and not blink. And you just, yeah. you're like waiting for him to like spring. Like he is just. What if he just wound tight? Softly blue. <laughs> like hey, man. A, a puff of air. I hadn't thought about it, but I don't. Uh, man, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> he is an eye contactor. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and pretty, pretty intense, pretty close. Yeah. 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 yeah, and one of my questions was like, you know, I forget what I asked him. He's like, I'm going to need a second to think about that. But he never broke eye contact, so he was like <laughs> thinking while looking. And I was like, whoa. Was one of your questions. Did you tell him you're, he's making you uncomfortable? Yeah. No. <laughs> was one of your questions. Hey, could you just back up a little just bit? Give me, give me another. <laughs> Next question. Could yeah. you back up? <laughs> I, like about, I like about two feet between noses, if you could. <laughs> is it two feet? Is that is that your perimeter? And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with you and I right now. Oh, well, this is like four, five no, feet. No, I don't mind contact. I don't mind being too close. But Because this is important for listeners to hear for next Friday. You know, like, what's your safety circle? That, oh, I don't care. So they don't violate it. I don't care. I you mean, just hugs? Do you want people to come and hug you all night? I don't, I'm a hugger. I don't want... Yeah, I'll hug. I've hugged all of you. I hug Jesse every time. He goes to shake hands. I'm not going to... I refuse it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. You should know it. It's coming. And I, I actively fend it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, we'll give a nice side hug. It'll be a, a nice little side hug. A nice little side hug. A nice little A-frame. So you're going to be at the door, just like side hugging everybody as they come through? I think that's probably a good use of my pre-show time, is just standing there in front of the door. No taking, mental preparation. Taking tickets, just hugging and hugging. Yeah, admission, one hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, it's time for our new segment, yes. In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. It's like slices, but different. Yeah, it's it's our it's our recap of things happening in culture and entertainment. Uh, cool. In case you missed it, here's a few of the items that caught our attention this week. I can't wait. Uh, Ryan Adams, one of our oh, favorite. Ryan love Adams, him. Yeah. yeah, so good. He he announced that he is uh, releasing a new album. It's a Taylor Swift cover album. Yeah, he's uh, covering 1989, and it's I good. Love this idea. Yeah, yeah. here's yeah. a here's a clip of it. This is bad blood. He could sing a phone book. Yeah, I no. love that guy. That is so fun. I love that. I do. I think it's great. I love Ryan Adams. He is un, he's unafraid to do a, do covers, which I like. His Wonderwall cover is the best version. Yeah. In my opinion. You know, it's so. maybe this maybe he's doing this because aren't Taylor Swift's yeah. albums famously about all of her breakups and stuff? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he just he and Mandy Moore just split. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a hard. So he's just there crying news. his eyes out over Taylor Swift albums. He thought, you know what, I could do with this: date Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the universe would explode if I mean of uh, heartbreak oh, songs. Totally meet up and do a thing like do no, a. No, she's concert. dating uh, the the DJ, the guy Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris. Thank you, Shauna. Yeah. 
Wow. I did go to her concert at Soldier Field. It was great. The the, the Ryan Adams, he, he actually is doing it. The other inspiration for it is the Smiths. He said each of the songs oh. is going to be like in the vein of a Smith song. So yeah. he's he's really going high concept with this. Love yeah. it. Uh, so cool. Next item, uh, there is a new game show coming out. It's being developed. It's called The Great Emoji Challenge. <laughs> oh, yes. So this is perfect that. for me and Eddie because uh, there, there are times in our relationship where we try to communicate only via emoji. Right. Uh, we make plans and stuff like that. So, so here's, here's the concept. Ready? Uh, the studio behind the reality hit Undercover Boss is developing this, this show, which contestants will compete for a million dollars by decoding messages written entirely with emoji icons. There's no word uh, yet on uh, which network will bring the series to prime time or if the buzzers will just be massive iPhones. <laughs> that joke written that by so Jeremiah Dunlap. It was a nice, but I, it reminds me, there used to be a game show, <laughs> an old game show where you had to decode uh, license plates. Remember that one? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They would put up like silly license plates that were like, uh, and you'd have to figure out like what the job was or the person. Anyhow, that's just a little add on. <laughs> when I heard about this game show, yeah, that, that, thanks for, thanks. That really uh, helped out the segment. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know when, when it started up. You know, there used to be a game show that was nothing like this. Yeah, here's another thing that I, is just random. But when I heard about this game show, I'm like, this is one of those that's like, man, why didn't I think of that? Like, that that seems like such a fun, like, that would be a fun game show to watch on TV and, like, play along at home. But it seems like any of us could have thought of that. We just didn't. Yeah. Uh, next item, an item uh, Christopher Guest, the mockumentary yes. director producer, is coming out with a new project. It's about mascots. Yes. And it's uh, going to be on Netflix. It's going to be a Netflix original. I can't wait. Uh, here's the description of the new movie. <laughs> Welcome to all the drama, intrigue, and occasional excitement of the 8th World Mascot Association Championships, where a group of unusual men and women with big heads and furry suits compete to win the prestigious Gold Fluffy Award and be crowned best mascot in the world. There's no release date yet. But, I mean, Christopher Guest uh, brought us, like, Spinal Tap, my favorite, Waiting for Guffman, yeah. Best in Show. He's amazing. Well, d- d- doesn't the premise of this sound like just, like, he, like, ran out of ideas and just decided to combine Best in Show with Waiting for Guffman? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, funny. Like, let's take a pet competition and that combine it funny. with actors and dramatic personalities. And he's like, oh, a mascot competition movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be, uh, here's a clip of Spinal Tap, if you haven't oh, yeah. heard. This is a top to, uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see... Yeah. The numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most 11, of the amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. <laughs> you see, most most blokes are going to be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. <laughs> what we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make Perfect. 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Final Tap is still my favorite, oh, which, by the way, gosh. it's now on Netflix. It came on Netflix. Oh, like two no months. way. What a it. great joke. So, so, uh, so that, Spinal Tap, obviously, the mockumentary about a rock band in yeah. the early 80s. Uh, but that is also the genesis of uh, the, our, our segment, uh, Joy Cranking Things to 11. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> 
Uh, last last item, in case you missed it, uh, we're getting excited. It's getting closer. The Stephen Colbert uh, debut of Cannot The Late Show wait. is, is I'm coming. I'm really excited. The lineup for the first episode has been announced. Yes. Uh, so we know the first guest will be George Clooney. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Great abs on would that you, guy. You would freak out, right, Shauna? I would freak out. I think maybe I would. Yeah, yeah. I would he's, freak he's out. on the common end of the spectrum. Yeah, I think, he, <laughs> I think he is. I also think everybody would freak out. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would freak like, out. Like, if he just walked in right now. I, yeah, I mean, like, I'd try to be cool, but I wouldn't be able, but I, it would be pretty no. crazy. I mean, he's like one of the most famous people on the planet. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I bet he does really good eye contact. Really good. <laughs> and he's going to be like, really good. Perfectly, like, attired. He's going to smell great. We know that. Oh, right? man. Totally. You, would, you would smell him before you would see him. Eyebrows. Yeah. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. You, everyone would just be sitting around going like this. <laughs> Clooney's in the building. <laughs> I've never even I've never met that guy, but I know that's George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about the eyebrow thing. Is that a thing that women notice eyebrows? On guys? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, really? Brianna, Brianna will uh, tell me every probably once a month. There, hey, I will say though, this is just my opinion. There is a fine line though. You want them to be rugged. <laughs> yeah, but not too perfect. If it looks like you just came from a salon, no, I no. don't know. No, 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 no. Yeah. Which I understand is difficult because you have to do something to them, but not too much. So it's like the guys who spend an hour getting their hair looking like they just got out of bed. Right. Right. Well, like my barber will say, hey, you want me to you know, touch those up? And which means he's getting the ones that are showing that look like an 80 year old man. Oh, yeah. the, the the outliers, right, the stragglers. Right, right. He's yeah. not he's not waxing it. And he's the one, not like the, those those three hairs that yeah, are yeah. like right. a foot long. Right. Like right now, I got a real thing going on, but I'm at the end of a haircut cycle, and I don't want to get it too far away from the live show, so I'm putting it off until Monday, so that it's not too close. If it's too close, if it's a day before the live show, everything is just like too tight. Too tight. Yeah, you don't want that. Tell me about your laundry rotation. How are you doing that? Laundry rotation has been quite stressful because I'm going to get you know obviously things dry cleaned for the show. Oh, I didn't. What are you gonna? What are you an animal? What your khakis? Yeah, you dry clean your khakis for the live show. I want to look nice and crisp. Crisp. Why don't you just iron them? But there's a difference. Really? The little line. I've never in front. got anything dry cleaned. <gasps> I, I, I never. I never go to the dry, dry cleaning. Is the best thing ever. What, I've never what's been it? It's like a major part of my life. Yeah. It, why? No. Why do you love it, Shauna? Because we both. Because uh, I don't iron. The, the the dry cleaner is has no part of my life, and I don't iron either. What? Yeah, but you're wearing a you're wearing like a Vans T-shirt right now, man. <laughs> see, I will say, um, your shot does look to me a lot like a mug shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't want to say anything, but I'm um, in a bit of a legal predicament. Yeah. And, uh, this is his I'm one gonna, call. I'm gonna need some bail money before <laughs> the live. Show. You get one two <laughs> hour call. Looks sort of to me like your little placard with like your you know. I think you might be in jail. I'm just well, Jesse. <laughs> you are. You did say you were moving, Jesse. Yeah. You also yeah, said I, <laughs> he's moving to the county jail. Yeah, exactly. Was well, that because Joe the neighbor got arrested and you really wanted to be neighbors? Still? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I may or may not have been involved in his arrest. In his, <laughs> so uh, can't confirm or deny. And, and I will say this: as far as eyebrow maintenance goes for the show, my my model for eyebrow has always been Andy Rooney. <laughs> have you guys have you guys heard my Andy Rooney impression? No. Can I can I can oh, I give please. it to you? I, I please. Can't, I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's wiggling his fingers on his eyebrows like tentacles. Oh, what's, what's the deal with cotton and the pill bottles? I'm buying a whole bottle of cotton. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, we know. <laughs> Cotton in the pill. That was like every 60 Minutes commentary, and I loved it. I ate it up. Uh, spe- speaking of eyebrows, uh, George Clooney is the first guest nice. for uh, nice. 
for the Late Show. Uh, we now know the first musical guest will be Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. Which, interestingly, was the last musical guest that he had on his uh, Comedy Central show. I cannot wait for this And if show. you remember that, I mean, that performance, I don't know if you remember, do, we, we actually have a clip here in, in a second. It, it was one of the most, it was the most fantastic. It was incredible. Hip-hop performances I've ever seen. It was before his album came out, and the song is not on the album. It was just an untitled song that he made just for that performance. Mm-hmm. That's killer. It's insane. And it was at, during the beginnings of all the racial issues and the, hitting the news. And it was kind of a response to that. It was the most, it was one of the most significant musical moments I've seen mm. on TV. Mm. And yeah. that's how he closed out his last show. And I think it is so cool that that's how he's, that's how he's kicking off the broadcast, the big stage. It seems like he's show. worked really hard to kind of try to bring over what, like, some of the Colbert Report. Yeah. But at the same time, he's kind of dropping the character, but he's kind of, there's a thread weaving between the two yeah. shows, and they're doing a really cool job of it. Re- yeah. I was skeptical. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. But, but interestingly, you know who the, the other guest is on the show that night? Common. Is <laughs> Jeb Bush. Oh, what? I mean, so it's why be not? Let's get into it, right? Clooney, Jeb Bush, and Kendrick Lamar. Wow, which is... I think, if you're looking for a diverse set of interests, the I mean, well, that, he has Jeb Bush, but he is uh, he he has offered a a challenge to Donald Trump. <laughs> Here's a quote from uh, Colbert. He says uh, he's he's dared. Trump to come on the show. He said, this is not an invitation, Mr. Trump. This is a dare. I dare you to come on the show. Love him. Yeah. <laughs> I would... How great would it be to see Colbert interview Donald Trump? Oh, man. Because After we, what he's been saying this last week, they are uh, equal Colbert's in, been saying... Because they're equal in confidence. Yeah. Like, Colbert would totally go toe-to-toe with him while not, you no know, question. lowering himself to the rhetoric. No it would, question. It would be amazing. Well, the swag level would be high. Well, this, yeah. whole, this whole, in case you missed it, was the announcement that Kendrick Lamar is going to be in the show. Yeah. Here's a clip of Kendrick Lamar... Uh, uh, on the Colbert Report. Make a million or more, you're living better than average. You're losing your core, following, gaining it all. Put a price on my talent, I hit the bank and withdraw. Hit the bank and withdraw. Hit the bank and withdraw. Put myself in a rocket ship and I shot for the stars. Tell me what you accomplished and what he said to the bar. I'ma make you some promises that you just can't ignore. Your profession anonymous as an artist. I don't talk at your market. You ain't signing your signature when I throw you my wallet. Lot of rappers are giving the demo all in the toilet. War to your master's mortgage, I need you. Yeah. I, Man, that, they had the live band yeah. and singers, yeah. and that really drew me. In. I remember watching that; it was yeah. amazing. It was great. All right, well, that'll do it for. In case you missed it, it's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out next week. You know, just the day of our live show. Uh, in case you're waiting around, you want to go yeah. down to like uh, the Sam Goody or or the the Tower Records before F-Y-E. the show. <laughs> Fye, <laughs> F- um, you can pick up the new one by Carly Rae Jepsen. It's called Emotion, but there's like dots in between it. Oh, I um, understand it. So there you go. Noah Gunderson, uh, one of our favorites, is coming out with Carrie the Ghost. And it's good. And it's a weird day. A blast from the Past type artists are coming out with it. Here's a, here's a slew of Blast from the Past artists. Ready? Rob Thomas oh. from Matchbox 20. He's coming out with an album called The Great Unknown, which is hmm. actually a metaphor for his career. hi <laughs> yeah. uh, Method Man is coming out with The Meth Lab. Nice. Oh, oh um, I get it. How is that not his first album title? <laughs> How did he wait till now for that? <laughs> he was saving the best for last, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disturbed is back. Oh man, uh, with Immortalized. Oh. I heard a couple of tracks on that on Beats One Radio. Really? It's there. A Disturbed I, track right now is the number one song in Germany. 
off the uh, that new album. That doesn't surprise uh, me. Finally, they love their David heavy Has- metal. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P.O.D. is back with the Awakening. <laughs> were they ever gone though? Because the Awakening, they were asleep. They were asleep. The Awakening. <laughs> and last but not least, Bon Jovi oh. is back mm. uh, with the album Burning Bridges, which is what they've done with their career. <laughs> Man, so cool. they're they are setting you up for these jokes, Cameron. Um, I have an entertainment release item of news. Oh, change the format. Spoken word album. Go for it. My friend Sharon is going to be on America's Got Talent next Tuesday night. And she's amazing. She has to be. We're deep into America's Got Talent. So she got on her first show, like the first time she was on the air, it was in the summer and she got the golden buzzer or the golden ticket or whatever. Was she the ventriloquist? No, no, she's a singer. And she sang the... um, Take Me to Church song. Mm. Oh. Amazing. Hozier. Yep. Yes. Oh. Um, and uh the, and now she she's actually gonna sing Glory next week. Oh. And she's saying it on Friday with Common with the choir. So wow. she's at Radio City Music Hall next Tuesday night, and we are so excited. Wow. Hot entertainment release. Movie's coming out on Friday the 21st, but again, you're not gonna go to a movie. You've got plans. Yeah. But maybe they could go to a mat a mat- matinee. Yeah, there's, that's true. There's one right around the corner from where we're having the event. Yeah, even people who aren't coming down Colonial here Town. are going to be watching their periscopes all night. Yeah, so. Colonial Town, go yeah. to Boston Market, grab yourself a movie at 6 o'clock, head over to, for the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. American Ultra <laughs> is coming out. Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Um, yeah, let's see. Hitman Agent 47 is coming out. Uh, Agent 47 is an elite assassin, is so as opposed to the other kinds of assassins. A normal assassin. Yeah, just a, like your run-of-the-mill. Blue-collar yeah. assassin. When's uh, 33 come out? 33? Everyone of ever about the miners. Yeah, yeah, I think that's in a while. It's, right. it's in development right Don't now. let me miss you, that. You're getting your protest gear ready? No, hey? no, I'm ready. Let me Tell me when that comes out. I gotta be there to see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my statement. O- opening night, like like Left Behind. Got, we gotta got be it. there. Oh, we gotta be there. As, and last but end least, Sinister 2 is coming out. <laughs> last end <laughs> There you go. That's Entertainment Releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. to Borns. The song is Electric Love. Ooh. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Sundara Karma with Fresh Bloom. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so I have one that's related to the political season that we're in right now. now this, this should be great fodder for you, Edgy. What would you, what would you call the season? Too early. <laughs> this is a year and a half away. This is what we're in right now. I okay. will tell you this, though. That, pri- that GOP primary debate the other night 
that was, was one of the most entertaining things I've seen on TV. It was in a great, long, and, and I had and I had no interest really in the politics. I just wanted to see the back and forth, and I wanted to see Trump do his thing. And I was not disappointed. I mean, from the and very first did. question, I, I, I'll t- I mean, people know this. Longtime listeners know I'm pretty apolitical. I don't think that's going to save America, but I want to be informed, so I watched it, yeah. and uh, I was impressed. I thought every candidate made a good impression at times. I thought they all contributed something positive. I thought I was impressed with the moderators. I was impressed with the questions. I thought they did. I, it was a great debate. I was impressed by just the insults that were being lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do we, uh, I've never been through a political season on the show. Do we basically stay apolitical and kind yeah, of totally. just talk about it? Not we talk about issues, not politics. We don't talk about policies. We talk about issues like typically the magazine does. And so like uh, when we poll our, our, separate our, that for me, tell me what the difference is. We would talk about issue. We like, we would, not talk about partisan politics we would not talk about like republican issues or democratic issues we'll just talk about the issue we'll talk about immigration but we'll talk about it from a jesus perspective like as christians how should we view the issue of immigration not as americans as christians how should we view life issues not as you know policy but as as believers like we will talk about the worldview of issues and then as you then the readers can apply that to their voting or their politics however they want but mm. we're going to talk about the worldview behind kind of like what we feel our faith compels us to stand mm. for. That's well, so we poll our audience from time to time and we've asked them, what do you think about relevant politically? And last time we did it, 78% said they feel like we're fair and balanced. 11% said we're too liberal and 11% said we're too conservative. And I'm like, if you're, if you're taken off the fringe, but the the meaty middle is listening to you, then that's the, that's the balance you want to strike. That's the so, lone yeah. bellow to common scale. Yeah. We are the meaty middle. The meaty middle. <laughs> yep. Actually, my physique would be the meaty middle between lone bellow and, <laughs> hey, and common. Don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like the old Ron Swanson uh, thing. What? That a man's midsection should be thick and impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that was his... Description of a man's physique. <laughs> Out of the entry. Well, anyway, some... so, so we don't get into like candidates yeah. and this, that, whatever. I will tell you this. We, we wanted to break new territory last el- election cycle and, and have both presidential candidates interviewed for the magazine. And one of the candidates uh, uh, said, absolutely, let's sit down. Mm-hmm. And the other one did not. And I didn't run. I, I wouldn't have just one in the magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I can say it now. I mean, President Obama was welcoming and wanted to have a discussion with her magazine. Right. And, the, uh, yeah, and Romney's, Romney's campaign said no. Okay. And so we said, well, thank you, President Obama, uh, but I can't move forward with it, even though you said yes. So Wow. Have you guys seen the, the Mitt Romney documentary? Oh, yes. No. It's- Fabulous. Well, I thought so, I heard too. It's good. It, it, and, it's it, on, and it's on Netflix, right? I think it was a Netflix original. It was a really good documentary. Are you on, on payola by Netflix? I mean, half your slices and references on the show are, and that's on Netflix. Jesse, Do you get a kickback? Jesse? Yeah, they're, they're, they've been paying my $8 a month subscription, which, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying for, uh, you know, listeners who are interested in seeing it, I think that's actually from the Netflix original. But you don't mention other broadcast options. You just mentioned Netflix. I'm just pointing it out. Netflix, your number one source for at-home entertainment. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring a slice that would, <laughs> that would really highlight an important issue that I feel like a lot of our readers are going to be grappling with this campaign season. Ready and for that it. is whether or not to get a large tattoo of your favorite candidate prominently on your body. I was already there before you said it, so thanks for bringing this up. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people are wrestling with it, and they yeah. want to know where the candidates stand on it. Uh, I mean, you may remember last year, a guy uh, got <laughs> the Romney-Ryan RR political campaign signal right on his face. Oh, my. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, oh, gosh. 
Because that's what I think of when I think of a Republican, as I think face tattoos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But but the, the the irony with him is he didn't have any sort of endorsement from the Romney-Ryan campaign because they saw it for what it is pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, that's why this story <laughs> coming from the Jeb Bush camp <laughs> is so funny. Uh, so a, a Vine user decided to post a, a short video that said, please revine. Um, my uh, Jeb Bush video, and it, it said if I get like I think it was one million uh, like retweets or revines, that he will go and get a tattoo that says Jeb Number Four Perez. Oh. Uh, so it, you know, I don't think in all seriousness he thought he that was going to happen. The campaign man, one of the campaign people for Jeb Bush's digital strategy, got on board and said, "Let's make this happen." Even Jeb Bush's official count said, I'd like to make this tattoo happen when he hit the halfway point and said, let's get him there. <laughs> oh, my. This what? seems like a very bad idea for a potential uh, It, it also seems a little early because, like, what if it ends up being, like, Rubio? Yeah. And they're just like, I didn't even get a presidential candidate. Like, I got no. It seems like a presidential candidate would know better than just to tell some random Twitter user to get a large, prominent tattoo of his name on him. Did you, you see, know? Did you see uh, awesome. the Vegas odds came out this week on the Republican no, lineup? The Vegas odds, uh, uh, Jeb Bush is by far, in a way, the most likely mm-hmm. from the odds makers. And it's not just random. I mean, like, they yeah. put real probabilities yeah. into it. Interesting. Well, yeah. Well, what's who's well, two? It, two to one. He's two to one. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Number two was uh, Scott Walker. Yeah. No, I mean, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not my guess. And, and you know what? Twenty to one, Trump. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, I'm super, yeah. that surprises me. Yeah. He's an outlier. So Jesse, the, the, more importantly than that, is this Prez with an S or a Z? Ooh. It's a Prez with a Z. Oh, to, with a Z. I feel like we could have predicted that. Okay. Has to be. No. <laughs> is there is there an exclamation point? I'm I'm sorry. I feel dumb. Why is it say number four? I, what is it? Four it, like Jeff, four, Jeff four, for Prez. Oh, I understand. A, a, Eddie, let me just say, if there was a game show about decoding license plates, you'd be terrible. <laughs> you'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing no, 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 none of that ever existed. Uh, <laughs> my knowledge. So. Uh, Sure enough, after Jeb's official endorsement, the guy hit one million. Oh, yes. No. Shortly later, yes, no. Uh, posted a picture of himself at a tattoo shop no. with a very large neck tattoo. No. And no his entire throat that says <gasps> Jeb for Prez. Here's where things get awkward. <laughs> Here? <laughs> the guy's dad then jumps on Twitter. No. Says, Jeb, I am Vic's father. He just got a neck tat- tattoo. I thought it was a joke, but he's done it. <laughs> His dad was very upset that potential pre- the potential president of the United States encouraged his son to get a large neck tattoo of his name and said that his son has issues. Why would you encourage him to do this? <gasps> now he has a neck tattoo of Jeb's Bush name for life. So I have two questions. One, how old is this person? Right, right. That's my question. No, no, th- this guy from the picture is definitely of uh, uh, of legal age to get a tattoo. Okay. He, he's but he's the younger generation. Right. So Jeb was probably like, hey, this will rally the young people are on my campaign. Well, we're not, talking about not, it. I just, Typical I, GOP know, strategy. A sociopath, <laughs> a psychopath on Twitter. Uh, it's not clear yet. This could all just be a, 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 an elaborate prank 
because they never actually show him going under the needle. They just show the tattoo at the tattoo parlor. Oh. So it could just be someone trying to mess with Jeb Bush and, and posting a Twitter account as the guy's dad to make the campaign feel very awkward, which they've succeeded in doing. Right. Uh, but it's just a cautionary tale about why we shouldn't get tattoos of our favorite presidential candidate. <laughs> so my second question is, does he have other tattoos? Good question. Right. I or didn't see this- in the picture he's wearing a T-shirt. Um, and, and I think he has like some, some smaller tattoos on his forearm, yeah. uh, but he definitely has nothing, uh, above the shoulders Man. other than the Jeb. Yeah. I'm going to go bicep only. I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't really do a neck tattoo. Yeah, you can hide like your Dukakis 88 yeah. for job <laughs> interviews or whatever. Right. I do feel like though, I have a couple friends who have like lots and lots of tattoos and it does get to the point where you're like, why the heck not? Sure. Let's do it. You know, yeah. like there is that sort of tipping point where you're like, yeah, let's get another one. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, you like barely have to talk them into it. They're like, sure, I got space. You know. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if if it's from zero to one, it's sort of like having kids. You know, like zero to one is a really big deal. And they they say once you have four, you just might as well have as many as you want. That's it, what my mom did. It's just a litter yeah. at that point. Yeah. At that point, it's just That's like what they say is that once you have four kids, it's just you just might as well keep going. I feel like <laughs> the same might be true with tattoos. Hmm. Not ca- well. Well, that was my that was my thought. It's like maybe you know he doesn't have much real estate, and that's why he chose the neck. But if his inaugural tattoo was on his hey, neck, well, that'd be appropriate. Yeah, yeah it'd I know. be inaugural. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So I also thought. Have you guys seen that political website? I side with. It's uh, isidewith.com, mm. and it asks you a ton of questions about social issues, economic issues, foreign policy, all the different kind of presidential issues, and asks you what you think. And then at the very end of it, it tallies it up for you and tells you which candidates you most closely align with. How long does it take? Can I do it during? Uh, well, you can do like just like three questions per category, and it takes you two, three minutes. Or you can expand it and get pretty deep, which is what I did. It took me about 10 minutes. Okay, so for the next 10 minutes, you're going to hear silence and clicking. Yeah. It was eye-opening. <laughs> it was helpful. And now I kind of am engaged different things did it affect like what you think your decision might be no because i mean there's certain issues i mean i'll I'll be frank i don't mind saying this personally there's there are certain moral issues lines that i won't cross you know i mean like i'm I'm pro-life i i absolutely believe in the sanctity of life and human dignity and i can't cross certain policy lines right and so i kind of skipped down to candidates that then aligned with that even though there were other candidates that i aligned with on a lot more issues huh that's really interesting. Yeah. So Eddie's all quiet now. So uh, you guys, I'm ready. Oh, well, no, give me just a second. I'm going to keep. Oh, okay. well, uh, maybe do I'll I need to drop a sound clip of edgy Eddie's views do not necessarily reflect the views of relevant. <laughs> this, this, let me just. Let me just say this is going to take an old, very long time. Yeah. So I'm going to. Okay. Hold okay. All right. All right. So uh, what do you have, Shauna? So this is just sort of your run-of-the-mill story. I don't know how many of you um, have pets, but sometimes, apparently. Your dog can go missing, mm-hmm. and there's a new way for them to return the dog to their rightful owner. Um, and it's uh, instead of like just the little tag, they have a microchip inside of them. Right. So there's this dog, an 11 month old miniature Australian Shepherd named Bell, and he went missing from their home in Houston. And the microchip helped them locate the vet that he visited and then the family associated. And so then Bell was happily returned because of the microchip to his family in Houston, which is very good news. Um, the interesting fact of this story is that the place where he was found was 900 miles Whoa. from Houston, Texas. Wow. This is like that no great way. journey movie that I, Disney did in the uh, 60s. Homeward Bound. Homeward First of Bound. all, I there think it would be a funny thing to, for us to try to guess what 900 miles from Houston is. Do you know the downside of this story, though? 
is the dog got the mark of the beast and there's no hope for him. <laughs> the microchip. <laughs> the microchip. We've all got it's the Its soul is damned to doggy hell. It's actually going to yeah. be a big part of August 21 is a uh, microchipping the, booth. The, the movie about this is going to be called All Dogs Go to Hell. Yeah. <laughs> Get all our matching tattoos. We're all getting our microchips. All dogs are predestined for hell. Uh, so, you know, it was in uh, Orange Park, Florida. What? Course, That's exactly. where I'm from. How could it not be? Really? Yeah, I'm from Orange Park, Florida. That's crazy. You're kidding. Are you microchipped? I am, and that's how me and my dog friend know how to get home whenever we get lost. <laughs> uh, you know what? Or- Orange Park, Florida is where, when I was doing doing my driving test at the end of Driver's Ed, I had to drive all the way up there, turn around, come back. From or- here? Orange Park, Florida. You had to you had to drive from it's Orlando. Like, that's like it's two like and a half hours. 200 miles away. Oh, what am I thinking? Orange City. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? I'm like, what kind of driving test? They're like, it's oh, very thorough. Fuel up, get some water and some combos because <laughs> yeah. you got a four no, hour drive. The one, I'm, I'm, the one I'm by Deland. Is that Orange City? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry. I, I was going to say, I know in homeschool I missed some stuff, but that cannot be right. <laughs> Actually, and then we went to the guy's house and uh, never mind. <laughs> Were you chipped? Is that how you, they found out how to get you back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. They, they, they offered to give you the mark on your forehead yeah. or the back of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're parents will find you that's the only way (laughs) so the the question is and you know obviously because dogs can't talk no one will ever know but both the people in florida and the people in houston have no idea how the dog got from one place to the other how how long was the the time period did they say the dog went missing last week what it's been a week wow what in the world they did say it says something like we believe the dog got a ride at some point yeah yeah of course obviously if old disney movies tell me anything he jumped on the back of an old box car (laughs) with one of those guys that has a (laughs) stick and like a pillowcase that's like any like running away from home you know saved an adventure like he uh yeah it was quite a big deal it's like a nine-year-old boy with like a stick and his little belongings tied up at the end of it on his shoulder and yeah the dog jumps in. And the dog, like the that. dog, kind of showed him what the meaning of life really is. You know, totally. Yeah, and, and yeah he returned to home, and his parents were making up after the big argument, and it's all happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. And then the kid got the mark of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you have, Eddie? You done with your poll? Done with my poll. All right. I'm not, was I, it eye opening? Mm, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I was. I'm surprised I've, you and I had the same result. Well, my percentage of agreement with that person was lower than yours. Mine was 97. percent That's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm like. I agree with both parties and I disagree with both parties. Right. So that was actually pretty eye opening to me. Yeah. To see which candidates I actually really was way more aligned with, mm-hmm. and I, it was not candidates I thought. Yep. Um, right in for Jesse Carey, I think is the best vote. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Nader. He's not even in the race this year. <laughs> <laughs> Nader again? Seriously, he was in like five in a row, wasn't he? Like yeah. I feel like Nader just kept trying. Kept yeah, on. under like, other weird parties that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you have, Eddie? Quick uh, little slice that I wanted to hear people's opinions on because I uh, I loved this story. So two months ago, maybe you've heard about this, the Target uh, thing, an Ohio woman tweeted a picture. And she was standing inside of a Target, and she tweeted this picture. And it was a picture of, you know how they have the signs on the aisles that show you what's down the aisle. And the Target aisle had two uh, labels on it. One label said building sets, and the other one said girls building sets. Mm -hmm. And she just basically wrote a caption like, please, like, we don't need this Target. You know, it was just like a general, like, pointing out why do we need to have building sets and girls building sets. And so this tweet went viral. 
And Target announced on Friday that it is eliminating gender-based signage in some of its departments, including toys, home, and entertainment. So the toy section in Target will no longer use pink and blue. They had kind of like subtle, not-so-subtle backgrounds behind the toys. So all the girls' toys would have kind of pink backgrounds. I I didn't know there were signs, but there's clearly the girls' rows and the boys' rows. You clearly know when you're in the boys' section or the girls' section. So they're going to eliminate all that, and it'll all just be a kids' section. Just all the toys. So really, they'll, they'll just integrate all of them on the same shelf it's yeah i mean i still think it'll like clearly like there will be some organization so like all the barbies are still going to keep their barbie packaging so it's pretty clear like what barbie is trying who barbie is trying to attract because it'll all be pink boxes but for as much as target can eliminate the kind of the gender of their signage in their stores Hmm. it's just going to be toys um to which uh I, well, I have an opinion on that, but so they're going to be doing that. They're going to be doing that also in the entertainment just section. Just people toys. Just That's toys. Just people toys. Toys yeah. for people. Toys yeah. for the kids. Yeah, and so Kid there's toys. kind of a, two sides to it. I mean, there's probably more than that, but generally, like some would say, like, oh, this is a really positive step because we want kids to be able to uh, generally just enjoy what toys are attractive to them. And, you know, if a little girl wants to play with a what would be a stereotypical boy toy well what's the problem with that my what issue was more the age discrimination that it was boys toys because if full-grown men want to buy that lego set they should be allowed to <laughs> right <laughs> you know, I wanna... feels creepy buying legos right. for himself to play I, I one of the best things about having a five-year-old boy i get to carry him with me to mm-hmm. buy the things that that's and know. cohen knows this we buy two lego sets this one's daddy's and this one's yours and <laughs> we do them side by side but cameron your ideal universe there wouldn't even be a kid's no, 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 no. It's just here's stuff, it and you wander around the whole store. It's a Lego section. Yeah. It's 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 the, the, the it's this part of the store for amusement <laughs> of any age. Any age. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't need you to tell me boys. So the other side of this conversation, and uh, Laura Turner wrote a great article about it, and she quoted Grant Castleberry, who is the executive director of the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. And Grant said, in a world where the very concept of gender is being neutralized, and in a society where parents themselves are trying to outrun their own gender identities, dragging their children into the dark labyrinths, uh, this only adds to the problem. Rather than reinforcing maleness and femaleness, this confuses it. Instead of who, help- wrote, who wrote this, Eddie? It was Grant Castle from the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Here's the deal. I don't why are we why are we needing target to teach our kids, you know, identity? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Par- parent parent your child and and, and ha- raise them the way that you want to raise them. I don't yeah. think labels on toy aisles should matter in the least. I will say I actually ran into this because both of the girls, especially Eve, are super into Thomas the Train. I mean, love uh, Thomas. That's yeah. a boy toy. Exactly. But they love it. I don't and know. Eve next thing they're going to want to play sports. Yeah, and the next thing you know, they're going to be well They're going to like the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. They'll have multiple skill sets. Oh, they're going right. to be independent. They're going to be socially acclimated. <laughs> oh, Eddie, but, this is a slippery slope, man. Right. But we were we were potty training Eve, and she got to pick out what underwear she wanted, and she wanted, she's like, oh, I want Thomas underwear. And we're like, of course. We had to dig pretty deep to find girls fitting Thompson because it's a toy for boys, hmm. which I thought was just ridiculous. But but there's girl trains on the show. I mean, that's silly. It's just a well, kid's show. That's probably Thomas's problem. <laughs> there aren't a lot of girl trains on the show. There's really. a few girl trains. They're nice. But, it's, but they, the they have like blush on their uh, <laughs> on the front. Yeah, I think it's some of the that's diesel trains. You know. yeah. yeah, you D- can tell. Diesel ten, I think. I feel like girl. I was totally one of those. I I tend not to. I'm, I'm not wild about gender stereotypes in any way. Um, yeah, obviously 
totally daddy's girl. I have a brother and not a sister. And I'm, I don't tend to think the like, you know, girls like this stuff and boys like this stuff. So when it came, when we had boys, I was like, Hey, like, we're not going to make them play football if they want to, whatever, like any traditional female or traditional male stuff, like they can just do whatever they want. And it was like, they immediately picked up sticks and turned them into guns. <laughs> I, I just, oh yeah. That yeah. I was so shocked by, and it's only two kids. I'm not saying like I'm a psychologist and I know everything about child development, but our two boys are so much more stereotypically boy than I ever imagined they would be. And I feel like we worked really hard right. to not be one of those homes that was like, this is what men do. And we, all we do is guns and swords and dirt. I mean, it's, I'm so surprised. We've taken a pretty strong no princess stance in our house and we don't do any of the princess stuff. And but I'm what telling if they you- want to? Well, they have all of a sudden uh, it's all Elsa. And I mean, it's going to come mm -hmm. from school. So like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we can try, but they're going to figure out how to be, you know, who they are, who they are. I, anyhow, like I, Eddie, I think the thing that kind of like not disturbs, but kind of like rose me the wrong way of the story is, is like how someone from the organization, the organization for biblical yeah, manhood, manhood, and, manhood and women. Why do they care? Like, what does this have to do with anything that the Bible, where does the Bible cover well, who, what genders are allowed to play with Legos or what gender is allowed to make food in an easy bake oven? You know what I mean? Like what, wh why do they give, why, why are they taking a stand on this? Like, it just seems like, don't they have, more important, certainly more biblical things to worry about, you know, yeah. than what kind of toys kids are playing with. Yeah, the the quote continues on. He says, instead of helping guide children towards embracing who they are, this blurs reality. The Bible teaches that men are wired, that men are wired by God to protect and pursue, to which Laura Turner says, which is wrong, but uh, which is actually not in the Bible. But um, yeah, I mean, that's what they're saying is that there is male roles and female roles and that we're moving towards. And I don't want to make the slice about like discrediting their opinion, but I think that that can be sort of... No, you've done that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you've done that. Well, I mean, it should. It's garbage. <laughs> like, that's an edgy Eddie edgy, hot take. Yeah. Is, edgy, edgy would be on the other side of this debate. Yeah, that's cancer in our society, so I don't care if it's disparaging. You know what this reminds me of? The, uh, the, the, the stupid war on Christmas uh, paranoia. Like for That was my favorite meeting. Go ahead. Go. What? What? A woman came in one time at the at church, and I didn't know her, and she's like, I need to meet for pastoral care. Great. So we sat down and talked, and we did a half-hour conversation about just getting to know each other, and then she pulled out a bag full of buttons and stickers, and she wanted me to do a big push for the church for the, like, I will keep Christ in Christmas. That was what she like, wanted. To me, like, the Christians <laughs> who are wanted. threatened by the fact that the stores say happy holidays mm -hmm. are the most, like... It's a religious holiday. Like the store, the store is trying to like sell products to everyone. Yeah. Why would they do anything that would offend a portion of a potential customer base? Why, like just be inclusive as a store. I am not offended. Like if I walked into that store and it was all only Happy Hanukkah, I would feel like I don't belong here. So why would we expect them to do the same to people who have different religious traditions than we do? Like mm -hmm. who cares? They are a secular entity. Mm -hmm. Celebrate Christmas and keep it pure and celebrate the meaning of Christmas and keep it holy for your mm -hmm. family and, and like make it important. Great. Who cares what the secular world does? Why are we surprised when the world is the world? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, they're not out to get you. They're trying to sell you stuff. Right. They're trying to sell everybody's stuff. Who cares? That's what this, like, it, it, yeah. And, and if I was the maker of Lego, I would want my toys available to whatever 
gender of kids. Anybody who has money, you know? Yeah. And I'm still just offended that it's that kids get to buy the toys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. You, you look who's playing sports on TV. Who's playing the children's games on TV? Yeah. It's grown men. Yeah. Now, and who's, who's paying the money for those toys? Why are you excluding me? I'm the customer. Now, Let me buy what I want to buy. Now, I do have a question about this, though. And, Shauna, I don't... I, you, you can declined to answer this because I've been thinking about it. I think it's easier for a dad of girls to think about it because I'm just like, you can play with anything. All of it is just really expanding your worldview and making you a better person. But then I think of it, would you let either of your sons, like if they went in and they're like, I want to buy an American Girl doll, would you Would you care? No, I wouldn't care. And um, there have been various like um, Mac loves food. And so we bought him like a big kitchen. Great. And, you know, I mean, Kitchens are not for ladies. Kitchens are for all people who eat, which are all people. Um, and, you know, and so we're really, uh, I that really matters to me that whatever they want to play with and whatever they want to wear and whatever sports they want to do or not do or whatever kind of instrument they want to play or not play, it's really important to me that they don't feel that like super macho kind of stereotypically masculine pressure. Um, mm. I want them to feel free to be all the different things that God created them to be. Mm. And, and if he wants to be a famous chef someday and make me wonderful meals, I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. Would it does it would it make you feel better not having to walk into the girls section to buy a uh, kitchen for him? Or would you even not care at all? Or would it make him, you know, with, with the way that Target's yeah. changing? There's a lot of pink kitchens and stuff. Yeah. But the toys aren't changing. It's just the way that they're displayed. Yeah, but I, my yeah. hope is that it's pushing. Like, there's a company called Goldie Blocks uh -huh. that's, like, moving yeah. towards getting girls to be engineers. But they're not just, it's not like pink little ponies all over a block set. They are right. thoughtfully considering, you know, women in this. So but the whole idea of kind of de-genderizing toys makes sense. I, I think right? so. I think it does. Great. I, I mean, I feel like I know so many women who wanted to do, you know, science, math, engineering, but didn't really feel like that was what little good little girls do. Right. And I know a lot of men who wanted to be artists or mm -hmm. writers or storytellers or painters and felt kind of funneled into this kind of hyper-masculine path that ultimately, you know, so I think there are, there's a large swath of people who fit pretty just totally okay into the gender stereotype laid out for them, lucky them. But there are people on both sides who I think would have benefited from a little bit more uh, broadness of thinking mm -hmm. to allow for their particular personality or passions. And I think that's really good. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, one adult who just wants to play with Legos without feeling right? shame. Right? <laughs> it's about the meaty middle. Just the <laughs> just meaty middle. Nice. That's, we don't want to be Lumbella, we don't want to be common. No, we want to be nice, the meaty middle. Meaty we just want to be the middle-aged guy who's hanging out in the kids' toy section purchasing <laughs> Legos for his own use. Can we, all, can we also just, for just a second since we're wrapping up here, can we acknowledge the fact that I understood that slice? <laughs> Very proud of you. I, I ran, that was a big error that I had a couple weeks yeah, ago, yeah. Shauna, is I just did not understand the slice. <laughs> and, I, I, but Eddie, here's what I'm disappointed. <laughs> you did not take the insane contrarian view that I wanted you to. The, the, the one that made no rational sense. He, he, you were I, we by. were hoping you would say, no, what needs to happen is Target needs to have just two, two separate stores. Yeah. You know, like they, they, that's the solution for yeah. America. Solution. Two targets. Boy target, girl target. Yeah, Herget. Herget and Hisget. That yeah. doesn't work out. That's catchy. <laughs> yeah. We're just, because the Bible says it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Edgy coffle. Oh, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Sizes. Stay tuned. Up next, Russell Moore.
It's been 27 years and you've only now just figured out how You can give him your heart and your soul Give him every ounce of you all But when you're caught up in the riddle And your pride and worth a nickel, no, no Listening to Rationale. The song is Fastlane. Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by a new sponsor, The Great Courses. Now, most of you guys out there are uh, lifelong learners. I mean, that's clearly why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Is because you're you're curious about the big things of life, right? You want to gain information at every turn. Yeah, that. Well, I would say the podcast up to this point mm-hmm. would would uh, have been enough. not not be that. <laughs> but here on out with Dr. Moore coming up, uh, uh, it is that. Uh, well, the great course is is awesome because it's a, a fascinating video and audio lecture series on a wide variety of subjects, all taught by top professors and experts. I actually i've I've uh, been watching several of the courses actually, but one that I've really been diving into is uh, the course on the history of Christianity from the disciples to the dawn of reformation. Um, It's taught by Luke Timothy Johnson, who's an award-winning professor and former Benedictine monk. Um, And and it's like, you're watching it and it took me back to college, man, except I mean, no offense to my college, but like another level. I mean, this is like Ivy league level lectures. Yeah. And they're broke, but they're broken up into like 45 minute chunks and there's like 16 of them. So it really does feel like a, a college semester, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's that caliber, if not higher, of, of content you're getting. Right. Minus the papers. See, you don't have to do the homework. It's just like the good part. I look back at college and I'm like, man, I wish I paid more attention. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But when you're in the middle of it, you just got to get through it. And now that you're an adult, you're like, ah, I want this information. I now. want it. Well, now that you have the great courses, um, great courses are celebrating their 25th anniversary right now. They have over 500 courses on many topics, wow. including literature, science, history, art, music, everything. You can watch or listen with DVDs, CDs, streaming, digital downloads, or with the great Jeez. courses apps. Every, so anyway, every single way you want to well, take information. It comes down to this. Like, okay, so you listen to this podcast one day a week what do you do with the other four yeah you could you could be learning yeah you should be learning you should great courses uh just for a limited time the great courses have a special offer for relevant podcast listeners you can order uh, from eight of their best-selling courses which includes the history of christianity at up to 80 percent off the original price that's basically free it's crazy good value. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it's only a limited time. And you can, uh, if you go today, go to thegreatcourses.com slash relevant. That's thegreatcourses.com slash relevant. And you'll see their eight best selling courses at up to 80% off. Um, and there's like music theory and like different ones that are within that eight photography, storytelling. There's some really, really cool ones um, outside of just like uh, Christian ones, you know, so it's, it's a great thing. Go check it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Really excited about this new, new sponsorship. Really cool. Well, it's all over the news, obviously. uh, And it's troublesome. Uh, The, the planned parenthood videos that uh, have been coming out and are, are causing, you know, legislation and discussion about life issues. There's there's more media discussion about abortion than have has happened in years. Um, 
I we we internally were wondering why is this happening now and what do we do about it? What can we do about this? Yeah. So we wanted to talk to an expert in the field. Uh, Dr. Russell Moore is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, which is the largest Protestant denomination. He's a frequent cultural commentator and ethicist and theologian by background. Our uh, editorial director, Aaron Hambury, knows uh, Dr. Moore. And so we thought it'd be great for him to talk to him. Yeah. It's an issue that we can't look away from. It's an issue we can't ignore. Yeah. So here is part of Aaron's conversation with Dr. Russell Moore. As it stands now, we've had these um, five, I think it is, Sting-style videos come out from an organization called the Center for Medical Progress. They've also released this kind of web documentary series, of which I think they have two videos as of um, yesterday. And so there's Mm -hmm. all this stuff going on uh, with them, but they're seemingly exposing really unethical and questionable practices among Planned Parenthood, who is the country's largest provider of abortions and, and those kinds of things. And, and of course, it's all over everything from news channels, obviously, to social media. And it all seems to have been erupting. Of course, abortion has been around for a long time. Anybody who um, watches the news at all knows that the issue itself isn't new, but it's got a new vigor. So can you kind of frame where we're at? Like what's going on in our broader culture right now with this? Well, I think these videos are really serving the same uh, purpose that Uncle Tom's Cabin uh, served uh, in the 19th century as it related to slavery. Uh, which uh, that, that was, uh, of course, the the novel that awakened people's consciences to what was happening with human slavery. Because uh, there were a lot of people who, both in the North and the South in the 19th century, who could assume, well, uh, slaves are happy. They love uh, they love their masters. They're treated well, and their situation is better than it would be uh, if they were not enslaved. And, and what uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin did, and, and other books like that, was to expose the, the violent reality of human slavery so that, that people's consciences could see it. And I think the same thing is happening with these videos. It's, it's really easy for people to think about abortion in terms of uh, euphemisms that keep it kind of distant. And so you can think of the, the term pro-choice. Uh, we don't ever talk about choosing what. And, and the language that people use of um, fetus or embryo or product of conception, we don't like to think about what actually happens uh, in an abortion. And I think that's really what's happening in these videos is, uh, is it is the, it's the, the raw uh, shock of, of being confronted with the fact that abortion is violent. It's, it's an act of violence uh, against someone. And so I think that's that's the real uh, the real issue of what's happening with these videos. Hmm, interesting. So we hear some um, some immediate pushback to some of the videos would be something along the lines of, well, the videos are sting style, or it's unethical the way they're you know kind of de- using deception to expose some of these things. Is that a legitimate uh, line of thinking in your mind, or how do we prioritize those things in, among, I guess, in this discussion? Well, what I would say is this: first of all. There is uh, an ethical, for, for most people, there's an ethical use of deception. So 
in uh, in in for those of us who are Christians uh, in the Old Testament, uh, you have spies, uh, you have uh, the Hebrew midwives who are deceiving Pharaoh, uh, and you have uh, really any act of of intelligence gathering or warfare includes an element of deception uh, in it. So I wouldn't say that 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 means that that uh, these videos are, are, by definition, unethical. What I would say is, even if you think that the people who did these videos shouldn't have done it this way, that doesn't change the fact that we now have to deal with the information uh, that is now here. And so I don't think that um, Edward Snowden was right uh, to do what he did uh, with revealing information about uh, the NSA, as a matter of fact, I think he was a, I think he was a traitor to the country. I think he ought to be, he ought to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But some of the information that he's released now, we do have to. Now that we know that, we do have to say, well, what does this mean uh, in terms of, of surveillance technology? I think the same thing is true here. Uh, we have, uh, even if you disagree with the, the sort of covert operation uh, that, these, that these people are using, uh, which is pretty, pretty common in, in journalism. 60 Minutes and other programs have done this uh, for years. But even if you disagree with that, we still have to deal with the content of what's, of what's in the videos. Okay, so as, uh, as the story, so to speak, moved on, uh, there was a bill before uh, Congress to defund Planned Parenthood. It kind of coincided with a social media campaign. Uh, that failed. And so here we are. Uh, the vast majority of us have a portion of our uh, paychecks going to uh, fund Planned Parenthood. How do we think about that? I mean, is, is that a big deal? Because, you know, we hear a lot, too, uh, pretty loudly on both sides about none of your money goes to this, all your money goes to that. No, this 3%, there's not a 3%, etc. So... <laughs> What do we do with all that? Well, the first, first of all, the, the Planned Parenthood uh, talking point that only three percent of their business uh, goes to uh, goes to abortion is 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 not accurate, not true, and it's uh, it's it's actually a lie. As a uh, Rich Lowry, uh, editor of National Review, uh, said, and I think he's exactly right. Uh, he said this would be the equivalent of uh, Wrigley Field adding up all of the hot dogs that they sell. Uh, compared to the number of tickets that they sell for baseball, and saying you know baseball only only is a small fraction of what we do. We're really a, a hot dog business. No, you're not. You're a baseball field. And uh, what's happening at Planned Parenthood is if someone comes in to get an abortion, if that person uh, gets an abortion and gets an aspirin and gets a an STD screening at the same time, well, Planned Parenthood's counting that as three services. Uh, and so they're able to say, well, the abortion is only a third uh, of what's taking place. No, it's not. This, these, are, these, are, these are ancillary to the abortion itself. And when it comes to the defunding of Planned Parenthood, this is the way the political process works. With any sort of justice issue, uh, the vote uh, came up, and it was an important vote because it, uh, it got everybody on the record uh, as to where they stood uh, on this issue. And now it goes, it goes forward. This is going to be a continual uh, issue in the presidential campaign and the congressional campaigns to come. And so Planned Parenthood has every reason to be very nervous about this because they're receiving half a billion dollars 
from the United States government every year. So there is a good percentage of, uh, I would say, younger Christians who, for better or worse, are very apolitical, right? So, yeah, like I said, for, for better or worse, uh, politics equals something that we don't want or that we are mm-hmm. against. It equals, um, you know, suits and bureaucracy and, and all things bad, right? So this issue, though, at least for Christians, has transcended uh, politics, um, both here in America and, of course, uh, the pro-life vision of Christians has extended long before even America was a nation. Can you talk a little bit about that, about um, the kind of the Christian vision for, for pro-life issues? Well, I know, I know why uh, Christians want to say, let's just remain apolitical. A lot of that is because they're looking at some really horrific ways of engaging uh, politically that have happened in the past. Uh, and so it's it's kind of similar to someone who grew up in a really legalistic church who says, uh, I don't want to talk about the commandments of Scripture. Uh, I just want to live, uh, live free in Christ. Well, uh, eventually, you do have to come to the text of Scripture and say, what, how am I then to live, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of, uh, of how legalistic your, your home church was. The same thing is happening, uh, ha- happening now. Christians who who assume or pretend that they are non-political often become the most political Christians of all. Because, I mean, think about in the 19th century, the Christians who were saying, let's, let's not talk about slavery, let's just talk about the gospel. Well, they're talking about slavery. Because when you're calling people to repentance, and you're not talking about slavery, then you are talking about slavery, because you're baptizing the status quo. The same thing was true with Jim Crow in the 20th century, and the same thing is true with the personhood of the unborn in, uh, in the 21st century. And so as, as the people of Christ, we have to care what Jesus cares about. And one of the things that Jesus cares about is justice for the vulnerable, uh, which means that we have a responsibility to speak. And it's also the case that the Scripture is very clear that rulers have an authority for the way that they handle uh, the sword of justice given to them, Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 and all sorts of other passages. So in any given culture, uh, someone reading that text has to ask, well, who are, the, who are the rulers? So if you're in first century Rome, well, that's Caesar, and then the governor's under Caesar. They, they're the ones who ultimately make the decisions. In our context, in North America, the ultimate authority is with the people. We're the we're the citizens. We're the ones who make who uh, who elect the lawmakers and and who uh, create the laws, which means that we don't have the option of saying, well, we don't care about that uh, because we're doing it. <laughs> and so, if we're not exercising our citizenship, then we're going to bear an accountability before God for the way that we use the sword that He has delegated to us in exactly the same way that uh, Caesar had to had to give an account and Pontius Pilate had to give an account. Okay, well then help us or help help us get our heads around what that could look like 
for most of us. I mean, I think voting in this upcoming presidential election would be the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, but then there's also this uh, kind of uh, funny trouble about the fact that we seem to have uh, some nominees on either side that we didn't really choose to have them be our nominees, yet here they are as our choices. So what is it that we can do maybe beyond the presidential election um, to influence our communities and ultimately the nation then, um, particularly in areas like this pro-life issue? Well, I think there are several things. I mean, one of them is uh, to make sure that you are asking, God, how are you calling me to care for uh, widows and orphans in their distress? Widows being vulnerable women, orphans being vulnerable children. And so it it could be in your community, God's calling you to be part of a pregnancy resource center uh, that helps uh, women who are in crisis who are pregnant. Uh, It could be that God's calling you to open your home to a uh, a woman who is... uh, who is in crisis and, and is pregnant or, or maybe uh, has children and she's, she's a victim of abuse or economic downturn or something. Maybe God's calling you to participate in the foster care system or, or, uh, or, or maybe even to adopt a child. There, there are all sorts of, of things that you as a, as a family, as an individual, uh, can do. And then to make sure that we are speaking to the people in our communities and our congregations whose con- consciences are going to be really wounded. And I-, I can't help but think of them when I think of these videos coming out, because there are a lot of people who are recoiling from these videos, not because they're pro-abortion rights activists, but because they've had abortions or because they paid for abortions. And if you think about just demographically, in certain certain age groups, one out of every three women will have experienced an abortion, which means that in most cases there's a, a man who was involved uh, in, in but there was a man involved in it in every case, but right. in many cases there was a man who was who was uh, pressuring or empowering her uh, toward that. So that means you have a lot of people who have consciences that are accusing them. And we have to be a gospel people who are able to speak honestly about the injustice of abortion, the sin of abortion, but also making very clear that we're saying to people, if you're in Christ, then that means that there's no condemnation left for you in terms of abortion. And so one of the things that God uh, tends to do that I think is, is beautiful is to use women who've experienced abortion and have repented of that, or men who have uh, who have empowered abortion and have repented of that to do ministry then to others, and so some of them, some of the strongest voices for the unborn and for their moms that I know are women who've had abortions they regret, or or men who have been involved in that as well, and so we just need to we just need to uh, talk about that because sometimes people when they hear us talking about the abortion issue and then they hear us talking about the gospel, they, they tend to assume, well, God can forgive anything but that. And no, uh, the blood of Christ can, can cleanse from every sin. So we need to make sure that we're very clear about that. All right, one last question for you. This issue um, obviously is everywhere right now. So I imagine that it has uh, opened up a lot of doors for conversation. Uh, for those who do not agree on this issue, I'm, I'm thinking kind. I mean, thinking about um, Christians and probably their unbelieving friends, or, the, or even say their pro-choice friends. Um, but kind of a peer-to-peer type talking, talking that's not online; it's face-to-face. 
mm-hmm. what what kind of talking points and can those of us who um, value life, um, you know, who see life intrinsically uh, connected to the image of God, what can we? What are some talking points for us in engaging someone in a civil dialogue uh, who disagrees, who comes at it from a um, so-called pro-choice uh, standpoint? Well, I find the point of connection with that person's conscience in order to, to talk about that. So uh, most people will have a category for protecting the vulnerable. And, uh, and you want to go to that place in that conversation and then speak to them about the unborn child as, as neighbor. I mean, that, that's really what's happening. I mean, when Jesus uh, tells us the parable of the Good Samaritan, the, the priest and the Levite, they both see the men beaten on the side of the road, and they turn and walk to the other side of the road. That's what people are doing. They, they don't really want to deal with the humanity of this unborn child. So find the place where their conscience is awake and alive. Uh, when it comes to uh, to to the vulnerable, maybe it's uh, somebody who um, I have a pro-choice uh, friend who really cares about foster kids uh, and, and and doesn't like to see foster kids being mistreated. Okay, well that's good and that's right. So talking about why that person cares so much about foster kids, and then expand that uh, expand that over, and then also make sure that you're dealing with caricatures. Uh, that people have of, of pro-life people. So most pro-choice people, or many pro-choice people, assume that pro-life people only care about children from from conception to birth. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not the, that's not the case. I mean, what we have is uh, pregnancy resource centers and literacy training and an adoption culture and a fostering and all of these things going on in Christianity that they just don't know about. And so talk about that as well. That was Russell Moore. You can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Moore and check out his new book, Onward, which is out now. If you want to keep the diamonds that you bought me, you can have them. It'll give your mama reason to smile. And we can keep on talking about how all we need is magic, but the misdirection You're listening to Lolo. The song is not going to let you walk away. Well, Christine DeMarco came out with an album uh, in 2012 called Safe Place. And I, I got to admit, I missed it at the time. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that album. But I was at a Jesus Culture conference that Jesse and I went to uh, yeah. in, in August uh, in Minneapolis last year. And one of the worship leaders, it was just like, who is that? <laughs> Like, this is unbelievable. I've never heard this song before. This is unreal. And uh, they're like, that's Christine DeMarco, and she's actually working on a new album, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. Um, it didn't disappoint. It just came out. It's called Mighty. And uh, she's, she's, 
you might have heard her on the Jesus Culture uh, Project Awakening, the live from Chicago. Uh, she also wrote and performed It As Well, um, which uh, actually charted on the Billboard charts. Um, Christine DeMarco is somebody who's on the rise in the worship scene. Uh, this new album is phenomenal. We're excited to talk to her. Talking about the new album, Mighty, and some of her favorite songs on it, here is Christine DeMarco. Mighty was a mighty actually has gone through many transformations since I started writing it. Um, I, it started off as just a poem, actually, and it was just talking about um, the hope that kind of lies beyond this world, talking about Jesus and his victory and the hope that lies beyond this world. But it was so abstract that um, it was hard to relate to. I could tell that people weren't really connecting with it. And so I sat down. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay Sweat, who wrote Rooftops, actually, I sent it to her and she sat down and kind of took it in a different direction. And then when I got it back, I sat down with it and was like, okay, like I, I need to kind of meet, we need to meet in the middle, you know, kind of. And so I sat down with it and I realized like, I just, I want to convey like the victory of Jesus and the might, like the might of God and through that transcends like this world. And so I ended up writing, I wrote this, I wrote the second verse. It's probably one of my favorite lines that I've ever written was, it's the, uh, as victors we sing of death swallowed whole and all that we hope will be all that we know. And I was sitting down at my piano and thinking like, death is swallowed up in victory. And how, how is there a different way to say that, different way to sing it? And I'm like, we are the victors because of what he did. And so now we sing death, you know, that has lost its power, that has been swallowed up. And and all that we hope for as human beings will be the only thing that we know. You know, it's just, it's like our destiny, our grand destiny because of how mighty he is and he overcame death in the grave. So that was the basic uh, idea behind mighty and the declaration.
do wonderful. This is a funny, this is this song, this chorus, I actually, um, I had for 10 years and I didn't know what to do with it. So it's something, sometimes as songwriters, you hang on to something just because you like it, but you, you haven't quite encountered the verses or the, the bridge like that could go with the song. And so I had this, this chorus, Oh, the wonderful, wonderful cross where all my weakness has a place to die. And I just love the concept because, um, as, as human beings, like we're, we're, we encounter our inadequacy, you know, and our limitations and sometimes obviously, but there's something about the expanse of his ability and the, the beauty of who he is and what he did on the cross that actually now we can say like with God, all things are possible, you know? With Him, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because of what He did on the cross. And so I wanted to convey that in a song that, oh, the wonderful cross where all my weakness has a place to die. Because like my sin died with Him. All these things, you know, sickness died with Him. And it was, it just was intended to be just a song of hope and redemption. Um, the the bridge you turn my disappointment into hallelujah another amazing thing about the cross is the power of redemption and the power to turn around what the enemy intended for evil and turn it around for good That was Christine DeMarco. Make sure to check her out at JesusCultureMusic.com. Joy, the song is Fire and the Flood. You'd think one would cancel the other one out. Maybe that's the point. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's time for feedback, because uh, we don't have any corrections and apologies this week. I'm not even... Or ever. I never really well, apologized you know last what? week. One correction and apology we did have a few weeks ago was my mispronunciation of Pitbull's new album, 
Dale. Uh, it's, pr- it's pronounced D-A-L-E with no umlauts or anything and no mm-hmm. accents. So, of course, I read that it's Dale. Right. And then that made us think, why is Pitbull naming his album Dale? Maybe that's his real name, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Maybe hey. it's like, maybe it's Dale Pitbull Robinson. Good old Dale Pitbull. You know, and so it uh, got us talking. And anyway, this week, um, uh, one of the podcast listeners uh, sent us a, a, a box. It was Doug... Well, he only signed it, Doug. Uh, well, Doug sent us a, a present <laughs> of <laughs> ten <laughs> shot glasses that say Dale Pitbull. So um, we'll have those at the live show. We're gonna get so crunk with these. That'll be my cup that I have on stage with me that I the sip out of. It'll yeah. just be a <laughs> Dale. Oh, shot that's glass. a thing. I got a sip up there. Do I have to like have to have a nice cup or something? Right? I can't just yeah, have you a can diet have a Pepsi, coffee mug or something. Am I gonna have to sit on a stool? I know. I want to stand. Yeah. No, it's those right there. The black ones. Very uncomfortable. Bar height. They're padded leather stools. No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, there's a back to them. They're bar high. You What's your problem? Use... Oh, you're thinking about what to wear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exposed legs for sure. No. Yeah. Okay. no what? I was. I don't understand. <laughs> We're gonna have a table. <laughs> have a table in front of us, but no front on the table. Just to be clear, so you were be... saying you weren't telling me what to wear. Like expose your legs for sure. You were telling. I thought me. you were saying that the chairs themselves will have exposed legs. I was like, well, they'd be pretty fancy otherwise. All, yeah. the, all the above. No, the the bar height chairs. Will expo- I mean, we will have exposed legs as though we were standing. A nice pantsuit, maybe. <laughs> totally, totally. Just do your Hillary Clinton. I will. I'll she wear can wear a pantsuit, pantsuit, but with like a rock and roll T-shirt underneath. Oh, neat! <laughs> like a U two shirt underneath. Yeah, it? like an old vintage Taylor one. Swift shirt from oh. the concert. Yeah, <laughs> to connect and a headband. The, yeah. Yeah. Pantsuit and the headband. I'm really in my head about what to wear. <laughs> really? I love this about you. I'm busy. I also it's so hot there, right? It won't, well, it's not inside. Well, it's, not in the, it's not inside. It's not an amphitheater. It's a temperature controlled oh, situation. Okay. okay got so, it. I mean, okay. you're going to want to be in a layer. So, if you're going to wear like a party cardi, you're going to want to take that off, <laughs> go to the event, then put Did it you on. Just say party cardi? Obvi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a cardigan that you wear to a party. Party cardi. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I got an infinity scarf. I know I'm going to wear that. That's oh that's what I'm building the outfit. Right <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but I know you're not. Buddy. You have absolutely been losing sleep over this. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to wear to this. But you know, you're going to be in a lot of pictures. You don't know. Like, you oh, don't want to be yeah. like this funny. Is, you know what? When you die at your funeral, some pictures from next Friday night will be shown in the memorial kind of slideshow. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a thing. But the yeah. thing is, do I just like, part of me wants to like support the, no, but I think that's nerdy. To wear like support. a, you know, like a t-shirt, like we we're going to have t-shirts, right? Like yeah. part of me just wants to like. No, you're wear, not wearing a t-shirt. But like but with the crowd, like, you know, everybody's been wearing podcasts. Hey, Eddie, God, that's like a, a band. I know, right? That's where I landed too. But man, <laughs> something with a collar. Hey, Eddie, you've put far more thought into what you're wearing to this than I've put into any individual episode of the podcast That's ever. But that's so obvious. We know that. <laughs> but but my, my, the funny thing to me is like you are really thinking about this. When you are a guy on the fashion spectrum, if there were a million clicks on the fashion spectrum, lone bell at you, a live, you live within three of those million. For, for considering that <laughs> there's, not, really there's not that yeah. many choices in your wardrobe, you, you're going to wear khakis. You've already got the shoes. You're wearing them right now. And you're, you're going to wear some sort of shirt that buttons. I mean, there's not that many choices. Well... Well, there is, but I, I, just, <laughs> I could wear my black glasses. I could wear my red glasses. That's it. Do, oh, I mean, what Sean are we? Options. What Shauna are we going to get? That's, that's interesting. I'm telling you, I don't know. Are we going to get messy bun and red glasses, Shauna? Are we going to get hair down curly, Shauna? We don't ever know. 
I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, and here's this. Here's the crazy thing for Shauna, though. What? You know, all of us are coming in days earlier. Joy's coming in on Tuesday. Jesse and uh, Tyler are coming in on Thursday. Nice. Tyler's coming. Um, And obviously, we're here all week. Yeah. Um, uh, Shauna is arriving at 4.30 day of show. Landing. So then rush hour traffic, she's going straight to the venue. It's a really beautiful drive between the Orlando airport and the venue. It is a short You're going to go right by Hot Dog Heaven. Oh, you will. It'll be closed, but it'll be a really nice drive. Yeah. Um. No, but so, so so we've got to set up a, a dressing room area. We will have a dressing room area and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, adding to her pressure, it's not yeah. like you can do a total total reboot. You have to like, travel. Yeah, basically. you're gonna have to travel. Eighty percent show she ready. She should go to just go to your house real quick. It's air conditioned, comfortable, and two seconds away. That's true. You can kind of do a reset, drop your bags, and then go to the show. That's true. Good idea, guys. Thank you. Anyway, like the last thing I'm going to say is this: Do you want to go? To, do you want to be able to go to my house too? Like, if you need, if you panic and you need to like run Here's and the thing, change, no. sweat. We're not thinking about sweat, and we're on camera because if I wear a white shirt, no, you, no, 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 you got to go dark. That's the problem. Then you sweat, and right. I will, I'll show sweat. No, you're not, not going to sweat. Shirt. You're a black gonna, shirt. Yeah, you're not going to sweat more because you're wearing black. black. It's not the sun. See, now we're on a whole different it, it, stratosphere because I don't have a black shirt. If you thought more about this outfit than I've thought about any outfit I've ever worn. Right that, is, that is probably true. <laughs> somebody, somebody pointed out to me yesterday uh, that I wear the same thing every day. Yeah. And, uh, and I do. And I'm, I'm going to just wear you, that. This is part of my psychology, though. I will tell you, when there's nothing really wrong in the world, like things are pretty good right now. I, there's going to well, be some, ISIS and um, but, there's a lot of terrible things. I'm, I'm he about, he like, means Cameron. He's referring to the the world, which involves his collection of shirts. <laughs> I actually his immediate radius. I just realized we've talked about this for way too long. I, I'm going to find something amazing to wear. And I'm going to blow your minds with my fashion sensibility. Are you are you going to go shopping? Of course. Oh, you are. I'm going to find a new shirt. Because everything we just talked about made me realize I do not have a shirt to wear. If you guys were girls, we would have already texted so many possible wardrobe options. So this is yeah. where I'm just, I'm going to have to. Well, now you've given him the idea and it's going to be all emojis and I'm not going to know what you he's know what doing. I, like. I think I like those uh, shirts that are like dark, uh, like I've seen them at Gap before, like dark blue and they have the little tiny flowers all over them, but they're real, real small. Have you seen that new pattern? Hmm, cool. Paisley? <sighs> no, it's not Paisley. Well, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I'll send you. <laughs> Can you live tweet this process? That'll be for my us? first thing to Periscope is me figuring out what shirt to wear in a <laughs> He's Gap. He's going to Periscope the dressing room from Gap. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, this conversation is exasperating. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is for you're me talking too. About individual shirt patterns that you saw at the Gap, dude. Just pick out a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, this is real talk, man. <laughs> this is just between us, bros, right now. This is real talk. I'm going to go into Target, into the adult section. There is no male section anymore, and I'm just going to pick out myself something really nice. Walk up to a reasonably polite price shirt yeah. that is approximately your size and I purchase just, it. You know what I really need is just someone else to do it for me. I yeah. just need Calvin. You need a stylist. I need Calvin to just, I just need to say, hey, Calvin, get me a shirt from well, your we're store. Gonna well, have, it wouldn't fit from your store. We're going to have, but, you know, hair and makeup and stuff there for the, yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. Whoa, for, whoa, whoa. Yeah. There's going to be makeup at it? Why not? I will need because neither of those makeup. services. Well, not makeup for you. I'm talking about for the ladies and just making sure everybody feels taken care of. They're not stressed out. We're going to have a nice green room experience. You're going to put powder on me. I know it because my head's always shiny on stage. Well, I'm not. I'm, it's going to be filmed and it's going to be played at your funeral. Don't you want to look good? Literally, literally, I'm not going to be able to make it to the show. <laughs> I am paralyzed right now. It is all falling apart. Do your little bits without me. You're going to be fine. Have Brunson take my place. a lot and try on a lot of stuff. 
off and then I'm going to show up wearing a blue and white striped dress that I've had for a decade. <laughs> I promise. It's a, but it's, a, it's an old, it's a, it's a, it's a go-to that's consistent. Yeah. People are going to be shocked by how tall Jesse is too. I want to say that. That's They're not it gonna, is. He is average height man. He is shockingly tall. Not average. How that's, tall are you? Six one? Yeah, like we, six. Yeah, six one. We have got to get past this live show. I am. I'm barely holding on right now. <laughs> like we got to get on the other side of this and just be done with this. It's too Eddie, close. Like I said, every time, and I don't should take offense to this man, <laughs> which is a good preface. But every time you start talking about it, I get exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit everywhere. I just, like, that was like a spit like, take. <laughs> like good lord. On the, <laughs> on the spectrum of preparation of of thought that's going into this evening, we on one end of the spectrum is. Jesse, right? Slash common, right. and on the other end of the spectrum is Lone Bell and, and me. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. what it's like being married to me? And I'm in the meaty middle. I'm Sweet just Sweet Brienne, just <laughs> hearing me just talk all day about <laughs> God knows what about who cares. Just... Do you ever, Eddie? Do you ever catch her just staring out the window, just just you know a thousand mile soulless stare <laughs> while you're talking? <laughs> you wonder what she's actually thinking. It's called the, it's date night, actually. <laughs> just waiting for the monologue of what I'm wearing to the podcast. And how I feel about technology and God knows what to end. Yes, that's our life. Okay, it's time for feedback. Last week, we talked about the question that we asked you is actually about the person who's not here uh, this week. The last the question last week was, what should Joy do at her wedding reception or have happen at her wedding reception? She'll listen, though. She sits down with her family and they listen to it like old timey radio style. Yeah, notes. Yeah, absolutely. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at Relevant Magazine. Here's a few of our favorite suggestions. Unicorn Rodeo with Sasquatch Cowboys from Nathan. Seems probably like that's already done. Good idea. That all sounds like an indie band. Everything you just said. (laughs) Julia Roberts hit us up on Twitter and said, uh, gave us the breaking news that uh, Sky Mall is coming back, which means Joy pretty much has her wedding registry all set. Uh, and Sky Mall replied. Oh, Sky Mall replied to Julia and Joy and said, "That's right. The paper catalog's coming soon, but you can order online right now." Oh, so I, I picture Sky Mall like the whole corporation is just one guy, and and most of it is just replying to people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter gave a bunch of comments. I'll quick fire them. Jesse can do close up magic and have the rings appear, which I thought was a brilliant idea at the, the wedding. Like the wedding rings, oh. so he'll do close up magic. Where are the rings? I don't know. Bingo, they're in your ear. But they're Jesse linked. To, but that. they're linked together. You can't yeah, get them linked. Oh, indelibly linked. Oh, oh, and seriously, guys, I can't get them unlinked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is a one way trick. Sorry. <laughs> the trick was linking the rings. I, I broke the rings and had them welded, and they're not. <laughs> so, anyhow, improvise. Improvise. Uh, I'll, I can. Edgy Eddie can write the thank you cards. Uh, Jeremy, who they, they called Jeremy, oh. Jeremiah. Oh. Oh, Jeremy. Classic. Pearl Jam. Clearly, clearly, I'm making an impression here. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Her? Uh, Who's Jeremy Kearley? Hey, guys. It, Chad here. <laughs> oh. uh, Jeremy can run sound for the wedding and maybe have Joy's vows disappear from the track so that there's no evidence of them. Oh, <laughs> that also happened, uh, Shauna. She had a look of shock and horror. Uh, we recorded with Joy three weeks ago, and after the recording, realized uh, that her track did not record. And so Jeremiah had to splice together the Jeremy. entire show without Joy being part of it. And it, it was flawless. It was amazing. It was so much That's better. Crazy. You really realize that none of us here matter. Like, it's <laughs> all just a 
choice. Her, her response online was perfect to somebody who tweeted her about it, and she just said, it just confirmed my fear of never existing oh. <laughs> or Fine. never being born. Which is uh, my whole intention. That was Jeremy's whole intention. Uh, Cameron can heckle the crowd just like in a magic basketball game, which I think is well within your wheelhouse. Instead, Absolutely. Instead of throwing rice or bird seed at the couple, Shauna can just whip uh, lollipops at them as they leave the church. <laughs> First of all, I wouldn't heckle the crowd. I would be heckling the pastor. Yeah, well, I'll join you in that. Yeah. Um, and then Tiffany can do a stand-up routine at the reception. So I think we've all got our roles. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple suggestions. One that I would uh, recommend they not do, and one that I saw someone do that was really, really fun. Give it to okay. us. Um, one thing to not do is open mic. Oh, oh. I I love you. Have I not. love that. You've seen that like karaoke. Sean, I respect you, but I I vehemently disagree. I disagree, Sean. That's my favorite part. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> open mic meaning like for the toast, or you yeah, mean like yes. karaoke? Yeah. Yes, oh, toast. Because then you, you, oh, it's the best. You combine. It's like a. It's like just a perfect storm of yes, uh, people oh. love each other <laughs> and they're nervous and there's alcohol. It's perfect. And there's a microphone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a full-on train wreck. And it is undoubtedly the person who you had to invite because your mom worked with them 15 years ago and has kept <laughs> contact. That person will get up and speak. And it's perfect. I, I will go as far as to say... Any party is served well with an open mic. Just lay one in the middle of the room and let everyone know, well, air your grievances at any point. Next Friday, yeah. there'll be an after party at my house. Just, just us. Yeah. Open mic. Done. You say whatever you want. <laughs> and airing, and air, it's going to be an airing us. of the grievances. Airing of the grievances. It's going to be like a Festivus after party. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know about us. We only speak to each other on mics. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, Jesse, uh, you and I are, I mean, we're going to be doing the reception, so we can just make an open mic, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think at this point, it's out of choice. Hands. <laughs> right. It is our choice and it is done. Okay. So that's one thing you would not I do. I would not advise open mic. I would totally advise karaoke. Oh. I went to a karaoke wedding reception that was absolutely amazing. Really? Really? Fabulous. I will say, she is a singer oh. and she is like the host or the, the MC at a karaoke bar. Oh, cool. So she, they're like into it. She's also like on America's Got Talent this coming Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, it, and it was really, really, really fun. Although it, the thing we did run into is there's people who are like nearly professional at karaoke. It's like their thing that they do and they're really, oh, really yeah. good. Mm -hmm. So was, those are all her friends. And then we were friends of the groom. And so it totally ended up being, you know, like me and six other girls singing a half-hearted version of like, you know, son of a preacher man or something, you know, there were high highs and then were, were you all, were you all <laughs> kids of preachers? Cause you, no, were, I just, I didn't, I don't know. It's, it was late. Who uh, even knows? I just stood as far away from the mic as I could. It was yeah. you, you were back in your cheering days, late night, just calls in trouble. <laughs> right. You know me. Right. Smoking, sneaking in the cigarettes. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of vaping at uh, Joy's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> it's going to be, you think there's a fog machine for oh, yeah. like a band to it's come not, out. It's, it's all the Portland people vaping. It's just vape yeah. everywhere. The vape theme. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of a vape theme <laughs> a vape to remember <laughs> alright that'll do it for last week's feedback uh, you can join the conversation at the episode page okay it's time for this week's editorial question of the week okay so next week you might have heard there's a live show Oh, I gotta figure out what to wear. What? Yeah, yeah. There, it's a Eddie, lot. Have you got your shirt yet? I'm freaking out. <laughs> uh, so you know, is the gap open? This is <laughs> this is really the last week that we can talk about the live show uh, it, before the live show. You know, like so all the plans and preparation and all the things that are going to happen. This mm -hmm. is it. So the people, the the ninety nine percent of you listening who cannot or are not coming to the show. 
this is the end of it. Like, don't worry. It won't live on after this. You're, you're welcome. I mean, we'll talk about it ad nauseum for weeks afterwards. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, all the pre-planning questions. Just like questions. we do anything. Right. For the question Eddie will talk about his shirt regret for literally months. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's We can already tell that that's going to All the way up until his funeral, when the final... <laughs> you guys his final now. words. Why did I wear the one with the tiny flower print? <laughs> <laughs> have I told... Should have gone paisley. I, I have made Boom. one... That's uh, his rosebud. I don't want to bring it down. I was going to bring up something weird about my funeral, but we can talk about it later. Um, so... <laughs> It got us again. One last thing. Save that for the after party. Yeah. We, we've got yeah. we, say, say, save that downer for the after party, Eddie. Thanks. Yeah, we've got the show pretty planned out. We know we know what music's happening. We know what surprises are happening. Uh, but you know the the fast and looseness of what's going to be said. St- you know that's that's wet cement. That you know that doesn't. Well, that's not determined till the night of. No, that's what off yeah. the cuff. No, yeah, that's so. Yeah. You guys still have an opportunity to affect what is actually said on the show. Yeah. So. What we want is for you guys to send us phrases or terms or words or things that you want us to say or weave in during the show. Here's what we're going to do with it. We're going to all pr- we're going to print them all out and have kind of a master list for the cast, and they're going to compete throughout the show to see who can work in the most listener suggested terms or phrases into the show, and then whoever wins, they win. Um, I don't know, a case of diet coke. I don't know. Something we'll come up with a prize. Come with a good prize. A $1,000 gift card to Ponderosa Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> a gift card to the Gap so you can... Go get your own shirt. Get your own shirt. After, yeah. yeah, the one... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll figure out the prize. But so, so what we want from you is suggestions of little phrases that, that everybody can kind of work into the show. Yeah. Don't send a paragraph. And, and, we all, and we only know... We're just, just us and you. We're the only ones who know. Yeah. You can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your suggestions on uh, the comments section on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Yes. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what kind of terms are you thinking? Well, I mean, there's stuff that people are going to s- suggest that I say, but I say that stuff because I already say it. Like, because I'm like, qu- like, you know, nailed it. Like, of course I'm going to say that. I say that every time yeah. I think of something. So not idioms <laughs> that, that he's going to already say. No, just like weird, yeah. like weird little uh, nuance things. Now, maybe people can say specifically, I want Shauna to do X, but... No, because... No, like, because then Eddie we, we might take that one. Right, so we don't, used to... Do, no, yeah, we used to, like, we did this to my pastor every single week. Be like, all right, you got to work Venetian blinds. Really? Into it. Right. Yeah, that's and he what did I'm it. thinking of. Yeah. He did it every time without fail perfectly. It was really impressive. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. We got to work it in, not just like... Saying a word. I mean, it's got to be seamless, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you can't just. Like, arbitra- for example, so it would say Eddie, and then it would say the word, which, like, just hypothetically, it would say, like, fire the elderly veteran, right? But wait, but they can't, they <laughs> no. can't ask for which cast member to say it because you all are grabbing from the same. Right. Bag. We're just gonna have a list there, and we're yeah. just gonna let it roll. Yeah, and so they say, you can't just blurt out a weird. Also, term. Jesse got your joke. <laughs> Rejected. Hurtful. <laughs> I like this. This is good. It's a, it's like another level of crowd interaction. Right. Like deep cuts. Deep cuts. Like it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I can already tell I'm going to be too nervous to pay attention to this list, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Non-heroic Chilean miners. I don't know if I can get that in there, guys. <laughs> you know, like, I haven't been nervous at all because preparation, like, I'm just thinking I need to, you know, like, I'm just thinking about the preparation. But we, were, but we were walking, uh, we were walking the venue recently, and I, I'm telling you, like, seeing the enormity of it and walking backstage and going from the staging through the hallway to the green room and out onto the stage, I was like, I got the shutters. I got the no, butterflies. The, this, to me, is the worst part. I just want to get out there. This is the worst part. Thinking just, about uh, it? Oh, so the anticipation's the worst. Just Eddie, come on. You're the, you're the guy before the game, before the basketball game, that like pukes in the trash can, but then like scores 30 points. I Yeah, or in this case, pukes in the trash can and then just does an okay job, but I just don't want to embarrass <laughs> myself. <laughs> and then does a non-embarrassing job yeah. in the game. Right. That's always my only goal. 
Just yep. not be embarrassed. Don't fall down. Don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Speak sw- English. Swearing thing. I got to watch that. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely going to have to watch that. We won't have yeah, Jeremiah. Jer- Jeremiah will be there, but he can't bleep There's you no live. There's no live bleeping. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you too, Shauna. I'm just going to yell into the microphone whenever you try to curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. He's coming to curse out. You <laughs> <laughs> see it ramping up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the subject has turned to mining accident victims. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks to Dr. Russell Moore for talking to us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Moore with an E at the end. Um, and thanks also to Christine DeMarco. You can check out her new album, Mighty, at JesusCultureMusic.com. Thanks also to our sponsors. Remember, at Squarespace.com, when you sign up, if you use the offer code RELEVANT, you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And also thanks to our new sponsor, The Great Courses. If you order today, go to thegreatcourses.com slash relevant, and you'll get huge discounts on their most popular courses. That's really cool. Yeah, it's I'm amazing. I'm stoked about that. Yep. Yeah. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Shauna Nequist. We'll see you guys live and in person next yeah, week. Yeah, so fun. for listening to the relevant podcast connect with us on twitter at relevant podcast and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. and don't forget to check the magazine out it's available on newsstands and at the itunes app store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe Admission, one hug. Come here, you.